Futa's Network. Hi, this is Devin Track from the Freebooters Network. Today we're bringing you another episode of Anonymous Tabletop. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Anonymous Tabletop episode 34. In this episode, we start to wonder if we're still truly anonymous, talk more Starfinder before getting a very unexpected visit for Britney Spears, and once again speak directly to a listener in the hopes that we can somehow keep them out of prison. We then talk to Heath and Jonathan of Panicult Games about Wander and Shovel Knight, invite listeners to join us for a game when we visit Origins, and Katie starts a spontaneous trivia game as we finally get a chance to discuss Avengers Endgame. And last but not least, Geeky Jean returns to sit on the Iron Throne, Celebrity Deathmatch gives the cast of Avengers a spin, and Tim Sack gets sweaty and asks if you can smell what The Rock is cooking. As always, we'd like to remind you that this podcast is uncensored and may not be suitable for all audiences. In all honesty, it's not really suitable for any audience if you ask us, but you have been warned. But anyway, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to episode 34 of the Anonymous Tabletop Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tim. You're, you're a not host? Now. You're a ho- How are you a host? Because I'm the one speaking when we come in. I, I got a question. You're one yes, of the ma'am. members. When did we stop being anonymous? And what? do we need to change our name? No, we're not, you can't change the name. I it's was going to say, we haven't been anonymous We could be anonymous time. tabletop podcast. No. I, I feel like we're no longer anonymous and thus should not have our name anymore. Well, no, well, no we the, can't. We, Semi-anonymous? The table, we oh. haven't named the tabletop. It's an anonymous tabletop. Yes, they don't know where we're no recording. Well, we actually kind of are anonymous in that because I commented on one of Chaos Dave's posts and Chris Vickers goes, are you Gene from Anonymous <laughs> Tabletop? <laughs> and you said, shh. <laughs> I kind of liked it when we have we had random names. No, Secret no, names. wait, no, wait a second, wait well, a second. We could go wait. with the, we could go with our names from Starfinder. Oh, no. okay, yes. I'm yes. Professor Albitronus. You're Albitronus today, Tim. Mm-hmm. Who are you? I don't even remember. Edwina Sharon. Ed, oh yeah, Edwina. Edwini. Edwini Sharon. The Sharon. The Sharon. Of House Sharon. Yes. I was all of your gems. And I was Bubbles McGee the third. The third. Formerly yes. Obaziah. The <laughs> yes. Vesk. So, so there you go. Great. I'm so, glad. That makes well, me happy. But see that but now wait. Now I was told a long time ago that the the quote unquote having fun names in the beginning was dumb. I didn't tell you that. No, we said tedious. <laughs> Well, it was just—it was, just, was hard to come up with I different doing, names every episode. I was, doing, I was but I was the one who had to come up with them, and no, I liked was, it. And we were saying, well, no, who I we were, too, and then after a while, like, like after a while, well, I did enjoy the Pokemon episode where you were Squirtle. I thought that was good. I was, but see, that's that's to why be honest, I, liked, I think it's because Lathan got offended a couple times. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, t- today. Oh, speaking of the devil, Ed, let me go ahead and like close his Ed, no, mic. You know, you can talk about your essential oils and your crystals. Oh, yeah. Let's yes. do that. So, well, for, well, first of all, now we're here. So we we have Tim, aka Edwina. We have Katie, aka Al Patronus. Uh, Jean, aka Oliver Closeoff. Oh, I'm sorry, Oliver Oliver, Oliver, Oliver Jones. <laughs> and Dave, aka Bubbles McGee the Third. 
the first clown of her name, even though oh, that's that doesn't right, make sense. Because you were a girl. Yes. 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 <laughs> I, was, I, I was forget. The you were a girl. You a, were so fugly. A, a, yes, a, a I know. girl crap. A girl clown lizard. Yeah. Ugh. Well, hey, is there any better kind of lizard? So hey. there's a lot better kinds of lizards than clown lizards. Like the little geckos. The geckos. The, he's a cool lizard. I like the gecko gecko. He's yes, cool. but he's not a clown. He could be. He's no. been a clown in a couple of those commercials, I think. Hasn't he's he? kind of a clown. He is. Well, he's... we just jumped right into it. Welcome, everyone. I know, <laughs> but that's what we always do. I know. Usually, we, do. we just like ramble <laughs> totally. on until something happens. I mean, even if he messes up, usually we just keep we just going. keep going. Yeah. We don't restart. We ah. actually, we the four of us had a shared hobby update. We did last night. Oh, wow! We're going right into hobby we update. We are yeah. going right wow, in. We are, this is going to be a speedy episode at this rate. So. <laughs> Sure it is. Yeah, so what is the shared hobby update we have? We played uh, Starfinder last night, the four of us, with our wonderful GM, Luke, mm-hmm. who you may remember from the Adepticon podcast. He's the NASA guy that everybody wants his job, including Luke, me. Luke, I am not your father. No, you are not. No, you're not. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we all had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And Tim, tell us about your character. Uh, my character is has degrees in psychology and psychonomy, and she's a healer, and also sells essential oils and crystals and herbs and. Do you also want to tell them that you like were that. a big bug? <laughs> yes, yes, I'm a bug. And, and you she went was flat against the was, wall. She's a very sexy bug because she was a sexy it bug. It was it was kind of like a uh, it was supposed to be like a. Uh, reality tv show and so we were supposed to go for extra audience points and so i would it didn't matter what you did so i had a high diplomacy score and i would use that towards Luke sex suggested appeal. It, towards sex appeal so and if i didn't roll abysmally every time it would have been funny one time i made it i was supposed to i pulled my space suit open to show the joint between my thorax and my bug butt. That is the sexiest and, part of a thorax. And, and, that, and that nailed it because I got a whole bunch of audience response off of that one. Other times on unzipping but, uh, my front wait, because wait, they have all these little legs in their front. So I'm like, wait, uh, is, so is I'm a, like James Bond girl unzipping the front of the spacesuit and then all these tentacle legs come out. So wait, is it is an audience response of a vomit? Is that is that no. well, plus? Well, that's because all the rest of his roles <laughs> bombed. Yes, yes. You had but I mean, that roles. was the thing. You could say, "I'm going to do whatever. I'm I'm going to seduce this character by shoving a whole bottle in my mouth." And if you succeed in the role of shoving the bottle in your mouth, you fail towards, that role towards the ga- aim of su- seducing this character. She's turned on by bottles shoved into your mouth. Well, yes, so, the dwarves were getting semi erect from your sensual is, dance. Dwarves are always semi erect. What degree? 45. 45 degrees. Yes. <laughs> yes, there was a 45 degree invo- angle involved. Yeah. Oh, yes, See, that was the posing when the walls were slanted. Yes. No, yes. no that, was, that was the... Actually, uh, that was yeah. when all of us did well, I think. Yes, we did all well. Yeah, we, yeah, I just intimidated the crowd. Oh, that was the end. That was, that the, was end. the end. Was the but yeah, the, yes. it, for anyone who doesn't know, Starfinder, the RPG, yeah, we were playing it. Uh, Ed, Ed Sheeran. Uh-huh. Sheeran. She's a Sheeran. Ed the Sheeran. Uh, you yeah you were Sheeran, uh, which is a big bug, bug. race. Was basically you were a mystic. You were able to heal yes. people. Uh, I don't Katie, think you healed a single. Yeah, person. I you didn't heal. No, yes, he, I did. Yeah. I healed. Did. Back oh, every, I healed. Everybody I got Dave points, but you and the, I didn't need yeah. them, Katie. No. I brought Dave back from the dead. <laughs> I was a Jesus lizard. Yes. I was, they bought. They brought me back from the dead. I was. Right. I was at the precipice of death. 
And he brought me back. I, and I then hadn't even lost a single hit point, and yeah, you no. were already dead. That was, that was because <laughs> I'm a tank. I, I was front. And, and no, you weren't in front. You were in no, back most you, of the time. I was our healer and meat shield. Yeah. <laughs> That's because you just ran flamboyantly in every <laughs> room. Right. Of course she did. That's her personality. She's so, all confidence. So I, for, I forgot what race Katie was. Katie was the, the uh, four-armed she, man. Four-armed no, I don't Solarin, know. Solarin, I thought. Thing. Solarin, yeah. I kept calling it a Santarin. Yes, yes, because you had the beam that came out of one yeah, of your hands. Yeah, you had the lightsaber. I yeah. had the lightsaber. The, the, Four, the, I was forearmed. The legally distinct from a lightsaber. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Similar, but the, legally the, distinct. The solar beam or With whatever solar, it was. Which yeah. never worked. No, that's no. the only <laughs> time I couldn't roll was when I was in melee with my... Laser le- sword. Laser sword. Laser sword. So then he got mad and exploded. Yeah, and then Jean was. Yeah, the, I just went for the. I was a human, but yeah, I, she's human. I was a you know, a uh, pickpocket master of disguise. But she didn't. But I didn't the, have anybody to steal from. And because, you didn't disguise yourself at all because yeah. the dwarves didn't like have anything to steal. You didn't well, yeah, know that. You could have tried. You could have tried. You could have been like, I'm going to pickpocket them, and then they would have broken your little arms. Yes, that's because they're dwarves. Happened. They they don't like you stealing their stuff. Yeah, man. Unless you jumped into the. To the fisher full of oily goop first. Oh no, and then Katie and I were too would, smart for that. And it would, no, it would be too slippery for them to get the leverage to break your arms. We so. went over the audience with our logic to not jump in the Oh, we, we just went straight for the humor goo. and jumped into the goo. Yeah, Dave and I went for the sexy. Okay. And all, all of a sudden it went on to bugs and lizards gone wild. Mm-hmm. So. Tim belly flopped and you know Dave hit the rock and then yeah. fell into the water. Well, I have a goo. lizard head, so I'm good. I was yeah. I, that worked out well. Yes, and I was I was a I was a Vesk soldier, a female Vesk soldier who decided to be a the pro- her profession was that she was a clown. Yeah, a third generation clown. And you that's didn't when I make any balloon away. animals. And I didn't. I wanted to. Oh no, I did. I did. I did when I decided to put on the uh, inflatable. Uh, ring. Oh yeah, so that right. I wouldn't drown you tied in the, a balloon in the, around his, your his waist. balloon floaties. My balloon floaties, so I didn't die in the goop. Granted, it was only four feet deep, and I'm nine <laughs> feet tall and seven hundred and fifty pounds. Okay, yeah, so and it dove into a rock. There was one point in the match where uh-huh. Jean and I went first, and I had a cable. I attached it to one of the knives that the goblin gave us. <laughs> yeah, well, you didn't and give it I, to you. You killed him and took yeah, it. He I rolled. It. A twenty-five and majestically stuck that knife into the side of the wall and climbed the fifteen twenty feet that 20 it feet. took the yeah, twenty yeah. feet it took to get up. These two fools. <laughs> we were going you for audience what? points. This is this is this is um, reality show gold. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so first off, the largest female picked up the smallest female and hurled her up into the hole with the rope. Well, well that was the intent. The intent was up through the hole. Instead, it threw me into the side of the hole <laughs> where I splat, but managed to catch. Yeah, and you looked and very majestic fall. doing it. I, I felt safe. I felt majestic. I hope so. I, I'm, I'm sure no the audience majesty. loved it. No majesty whatsoever. <laughs> but, I mean, after a while, you were able to climb up. I was able to yeah. climb up. We used our... Our natural talents and yes. your feminine wiles. Our feminine wiles. My, my ability to claw into solid concrete and climb up because yes. I'm a giant lizard with a party clown. I, I, I'm i saying that that the, the, the orange wig, they fused that to my head. Yeah. They, yeah. As a young Vesk, they did yeah. that. It did catch on fire at one point. Yeah, it it did. Well, it did. All I, of him. All her. of him. All 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 of
<laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, but that was that was a lot of fun. I, I did enjoy doing that, and it, we I, it was definitely made for us. It was tailor made for us to just make ridiculous fools yes. out of ourselves. Well, well, that Luke intentionally picked that episode, mm. having podcast with us before. Right. He figured we would do really well right. in trying to win audience favor, right. doing because ridiculous fighting and rolling things. dice were zero yeah. chance of us well, doing anything correctly. It was also fun because there was an audience score. So if, as you achieve things, you would get points. And so I used all of my feminine wiles you and do? my buggy how, sexuality. How did, you do? how did you do? And I managed to get into fourth place in <laughs> in the uh, audience's eyes. Uh-huh. Out, of, steam out, and out of four? Out of four? Out, Out of four. four. Yes. Well, you know, I don't feel much hey, better. It's better than fifth. I, I, got, I, I, I got third place because even with my ability to throw sheerin bugs through holes, jump into At oily holes. pits. <laughs> towards holes. Turn goblins into yo-yos. Uh, none of that mattered because when it came down to it, we had a tie between our two, our, our, our Solarin, our Solarin our coordinated uh, professor. Members of party. Because... Because and she was very theme. logical and I was very acrobatic. But you know what? Now, whoever likes those in reality shows? Yeah, nobody <laughs> likes the smart people. That's why we got offered the, offer the, the Bubbles and Edwina spinoff show. Maybe if you guys had actually like been successful in your antics. We got in the hole. We were, yeah, we, we got we in the went, hole. We went in the oily nobody hole. Had, we, we went, went in the oil and the hole. Nobody has more experience with holes than us. No. And plus, we went in the shower. What, plus, we had a shower scene? Yes, oh, we had a shower on. scene. I, you so, know, I, the ratings had to go through the roof for the shower scene. They did. It had to. I mean, a lizard and a bug? Come on. That's, uh, that's, this this kind of a module, yeah, always yeah. have to have in the back of your head. What would Snooky do? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so that was uh, RPG reality TV gold. Yes, yes it was. Pretty much. RPG yeah, pretty reality much. TV gold. Yes. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, that was what we, that's what, as a shared goal of the shared hobby update. So, Tim. Congratulations on your hobby update. Thank you. Thank You've you. done something. Thank you very much. Because we've assisted you in doing something hobby related. I have. A, I have a second one. <gasps> what? I have a second one. What's your second one? So I managed uh, seven months ago. I was playing Batman: Arkham Knight, and my save got screwed up. And I kept trying to get Microsoft to help me fix it, get it so I could play again. I didn't. I played several games since then. I thought I'll just give this another try. We finally got it to work. And interesting in that game is the difficulty level starts low and just slowly increases, and you get good. So you you look like Batman. So you're kicking butt. Well, seven months of forgetting all the controls and muscle uh, memory is gone, and now I get to see what Batman with cerebral palsy looks like. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's kicking the shit out of Batman. So that's well, another hobby. So, so you went back to saves where you were not prepared to... Yeah, you didn't know I, what you were I was, doing. Yeah. I was three quarters of the way the, through the game, so, and I was very good at that point. And then I'm going back with like a novice's level of experience because I've played six or seven games since yeah. I played that. And now I'm just like, what do I do? Wait, 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 these guys are just grabbing me and beating the shit out of me and running a train on me. They're just, it's really bad. So many terrible things are doing to the Batman. So, yeah. You don't want to do that to the Batman. No, it, no. Was, it was bad. The Batman does that to everyone else. It's supposed to. Now, if Lathan was here, he sadly, sadly, Lathan's not here and we're talking about Batman. This is a game Lathan would love. I it's know. Well, really Lathan loves one. everything DC. Yes. If it was, this is, it's a good story. It's really done well. It, it, there's so many holy shit moments in it. So it was really good. I like it. So. so there we go. You've so you've you've played Starfinder with us, and then you played a decade or a year years old. Uh, Batman Arkham Batman. Asylum. Yes, <laughs> yes, and I and I lost my D and D dice. 
I think I would have rolled better. Did you just throw them away? No, I don't know where the hell they ended up. Last time we played, I bet you they're Joe's. I bet you Joe took them. No, I bring my little sack of dice. You bring your sack everywhere. Bring my sack everywhere. It's attached. It is. So, Gene, what else? What do you have since since Tim's pretty much done? He's got nothing else. He's spent. And I'm spent. Well, since we haven't had too much time between podcasts, I really haven't. Yeah, this is amazingly, yeah. like, close to the last time we recorded. I don't know. I mean, I think we just released the last episode last weekend. Yeah. Um, just been playing some games on my phone. I also played some Epic Mickey. What's Epic Mickey? It's on Wii. Um, it's where... These splatters have taken over, like, the Magic Kingdom, and you have to use paint and thinner to, like, defeat things. Oh, And, you know, okay. and bring things all back online, so rides are broken, and you gotta fix them, and... So yeah. if that's and just you have to, a, a phone or an iPad have, game? And you have to defeat enemies? No, it's Wii. Sounds like the, oh, it's Wii. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds Sorry, like the, the uh, Mario game where you had to use the water pump. To clean all the goop, somebody something was yeah, like well, leaving this, oil this, everything. Yeah, this you you use thinner it. to get rid of stuff, and yeah. you use paint in order to like paint it in. So mm-hmm. like, otherwise you fall into thinner, and Mickey can die. Oh, because yeah. he dissolves. Just like just like yes. Roger Rabbit, just like Toontown. Yes, the oh. yes. So there's the thin, there's thinner. The yep. So um so played a bit of that. That sounds cool. Oh. Cool. Right, wow, we've got lots of hobby. <laughs> what did we do, Katie? I swear this episode will get better. Just hang in with us. I swear it will. At least in the next segment it will. I don't know about yeah. that. Um, what did we do? We I, we did play Draconis. Draconis Invasion. Um, which is a card deck building card game. Yeah. We and got it from Kickstarter a while back. Does not have as many dragons as one would hope. Not for Draconis Evasion. No, you'd figure they'd have lots of dragons in that. Not a, you know, you look at the box and there's a big dragon on it, and then you get the cards and there's not as many dragons as you. Well, want. there are a few. There are, are a few, no, but they're very difficult to dispatch. So for the most part, well, it's like a kind of a set I collection agree one, with that. and it's you also have to have a little bit of an economy versus like regular deck builders where you, if you have money, you're like, hooray, I got money. If you have attack, you're like, hooray, I got attack. This one, in order for you to attack. Your guy won't fight unless you pay him. So if you can buy these awesome defenders to attack the things in the middle of the table, like right. the rows of villains, right. is so these it, as you play this guy, it takes sixty gold to make him fight. You have thirty gold in your hand. Guess what he's not doing? Right. He's not fighting. Right. So you're sitting here with this guy that's going to kick the crap out of something in the in the villains piles, and you're going. Shit, I don't have the money to pay this guy, so you, it goes for not. You just throw it away. You buy a couple more cards, but you can continue to buy cards, gold cards that are better. But then there's also ways to get rid of some of the cards, prune right. some of the cards out of your hand, like say, hey, you want... Or you can also put cards into your... You could forward cards into your future if right. they're cash. So say you have a 30 gold card that you know you want to use because you might have somebody that's going to come out. You can put that on the top of the deck and draw it for the next turn. Right. So, but it was, it was, it's fun. Um, it's definitely makes you, it's a little more thinky than most, mm-hmm. uh, deck builders. Because most deck builders, you just get as much of stuff as you can attack as much as you can. And then just try. And in this case, and then we had the events, the events were also something, there's something called the terror die. So every time you did something bad, you'd get this terror card that went into your deck. Right. And once you got the terror card, it's just kind of filler. It doesn't really do much. It's just right. garbage. Uh, but when you draw it, for each terror card you draw, you ratchet the terror dice up. Once you get above six, 
you give an event card to the next person. Mm-hmm. That person will turn it over, and it usually is bad. Right. Cataclysm, chaos, something like that, where either you got to ditch some cards in your hand or you got to like take two more terror cards. The terror cards really kind of suck. You don't want terror cards. If right. you can avoid them, that, that's the what you do. But uh, we have a lot of fun with it. We bought, we picked it up on Kickstarter a few years back. Uh, it was just I like deck builders or rent. Mm. Oh, that's not good. Stop it! Stop it! We can't hear. Hang on, it'll go away. God damn it! It started it. It's that's why I'm saying it's a ground loop. It's the wire touching. It's a ground loop. Yeah, it's like we get a ground loop once in a while here, and then it goes away. Okay, that's yeah. That's, hang on. There we go. It's that one going to the other side. Put a plug it back in and it goes away. So yeah, I've talked I've talked to Lathan Lath- about that. So we got to figure out why exactly. I just threw a marker in there so we can figure out what to do with that. Because what's interesting is this cannot hear it. Only we can hear it. Oh okay. It's definitely the headphones. So it's a headphone. Lathan said we were looking for a secondary one of these. Yeah. Hey, hey, folks, you're looking behind the curtain. Yeah. Welcome to podcasting. I think we should edit that, this part out. We'll see how that goes. I think we should. Because we're just going, what the hell? What? And they're not hearing any of it. No, I know. Hearing, so. I'll, I'll add the buzz. That's what I'll do. I'll add the buzz. I'll add the buzz, buzz and post. How about that? You know what? Add Britney Spears instead. <laughs> oh, my God. What the hell is that? We got to make it stop. No. <laughs> Oops. I did it again. Oops. I did it again. Okay. So now I, do, now I do have to keep this. Yes. See, that's great. Okay. Now hopefully you can... Hey, Chris, I'm sorry. Also, uh, don't listen to our podcast at work. That's a bad idea. I'm going to tell you right now. This is, this, is, this is us breaking the fourth wall, talking directly to Chris. Don't listen to our podcast at work. Shame on you, sir. If we have to send this to prison, I don't want to do that. Don't go to jail. Yeah, no, don't go can to jail. You, can you download podcasts in prison? I don't know. Can you? I don't we, know. I don't we, know if you can have out. electronics. I'm not going to smuggle in the podcast on a flash drive. Chris and I I've worked it out already. I've got an iPod that he can have in no. prison. D- right. Dave can show up for conjugal visits. Well, to be honest, Easter <laughs> episodes of the podcast. To be honest, a large, a large majority of our listener base are prisoners because they, they're, they're a captive audience. You, they can't get away. They just have to listen. We should be number whining, one in the whining, prisons. We should be whining and dining the wardens so we could put it on there or we will get assaulted by ex-cons as soon as they get out it's like get those fuckers huh yeah let's not send this to prison that idea. yeah that yeah, would be no. no we don't want to go to prison well we well I, I go to prisons all the time but that's for something something else you go to female prisons I do <laughs> P- penal colonies <laughs> <laughs> penal <laughs> colonies ah <laughs> you're an asshole alright well yeah Chris don't get arrested don't go to work. No, yeah, don't don't listen to us at work. We're a bad idea. We tell you right in the intro, this is not safe for work. This is yeah, we don't think anyone should listen. It's not safe for all audience and whatever. I, I forgot what I say. Or do it. Who cares? It's recorded. It's pre-recorded. I never do that. Or or do that and and tell the tell us the story of what bad things happened at work or school or someplace. Else. Well, we did have people that laugh like in, they they run around. Mm-hmm. They they laugh at us and people look at them like they're crazy. Mm-hmm. Which is nice because that means that someone's enjoying this. Mm-hmm. We have someone who's like listening to this and hopefully not getting fired because fire. Why is it always firing people trying to get fired at work with us? That's every time why we get some. Tr- wait, trying to get fired? No, not trying to. I mean, the the, 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 the few fired. the few interactions that we have from our listeners listening to it at work, it always involves them either getting fired or incarcerated. <laughs> so what? What? <laughs> 
So no, no. And we've no, said multiple times not yeah, to listen yeah, at we, work. We, we, yeah. there's, like I said, there's a canned well, pre-recorded thing. Dude, that's what headphones are for. I know. Yes. Well, yeah, you, you can't just sit around with headphones all the time at work. I mean, I can do that. But Chris, were you playing out on the intercom? Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> no, yeah, and it's I, on the radio. Well, it was the last episode, and it, and the last episode did get a little. I mean, well, they. I finished it up with a Harry Met Sally clip, so there was probably something that was going to be, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that might have been that might have come across, haha. Uh, <laughs> uh, that might have come across a little not safe for work because even Harry Met Sally is not safe for work. You don't want to watch that. At work. I have no response to that. But, well, do you watch Harry Met Sally at work? I I don't. You can because you work at home. I don't work at home. Well, you work. You, you do I, a lot of your work from home, or you do a lot I, of your facebooking from home. No, I do a lot of my facebooking from work. Oh, that was because if your boss only knew, I'm my boss. Oh god, that's why I'm doing all oh. my facebooking. At I'm work. sure your employees must love you. Then You're, they do love me. They do. I'm a great guy. Oh sure. So I I've I have a lot of ex employees who still contact me because I'm a great guy. <laughs> so. In prison. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. Well, once I'm, again, Chris, I'm don't not, get don't don't get put in prison. I'm not the one visiting penal colonies. Yeah, we're later. we're not getting put. We're not worth getting put in prison for. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. So, but uh, oh yeah, and then what else we got? We got anything else hobby updated? Otherwise, since we went completely off the rails and went off on the Chris rant, no, no. Oh well, we got something we can talk about. We do one thing. Well, we're going to Origins, so this is going to air right before Origins. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, we are. You're not. Yeah, we're, you're, not you're, not. you're not going to work. <laughs> no, we're not you are you. not coming hey, with us. <laughs> guess what? If someone has to do the legworks to get press the badges passes. for uh, for Gen or Origins, wow, that's all over the place. Origins, Origins? Gen, Origins out in Columbus, Ohio. It's uh, right. the week uh, the week of the June 12th through 16th. Mm-hmm. So I think it's June 12th, right? Yeah, it's that's 12th, 13th, whatever. Yeah, something so, around yeah, there. Yeah, something around right there. Right after your birthday. That, wow! See, look, I'm gonna celebrate my birthday and then go off to Origins. Yeah, that sounds great. Sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not only that, are the the folks that we talk to in the next segment are actually going to be there too. So anyway, I'm looking into the future. We are looking to see if anybody is interested in a meetup. Yeah. So we're going to be at Origins. If you're going to be in Origins and you want to do a meetup, maybe play a game. Have maybe a-, a key party, have a few drinks, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sure, why not? Show us your new tattoos, whatever. It's all good. Yeah, but if if yeah, we are we are going to show up at Gen or a, God damn it, we I'm we're so not, you yeah, I'm we're so, not going I'm, to Gen Con. I'm this so year. used to Gen Con. <laughs> I'm so used to Gen Con. Origins, Origins. Or we're going to show up at Origins or anything. You're just raining, saying the names of cons. R- pretty much, I I messed up with Adepticon earlier, mm-hmm. so it's later. It's all the cons. Later, you messed it up later. <laughs> That's in future. the future. Wait, will future Dave come in here? Nope. No. He oh, wait, where would he go? Why didn't he show up? I, I always, whenever I call for future Dave, future Dave shows up. Yeah. I'm telling you. Anyway, we, um, why don't you guys send us a message on Facebook, and uh, we'll set something up. Yeah. I was thinking maybe Friday evening. No, not Friday evening. I was thinking maybe Saturday. There evening. we go, Saturday. Evening. <laughs> Or or Thursday evening might work too. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure it's it will be there Thursday afternoon. We're coming on down. Uh, we'll be there all day Friday, all day Saturday. We'll be leaving out Sunday, uh, normal thing. So we'll be we're we're planning on playing a lot of games because Origins is more of the game players. Gen Con or Gen Con? God damn you, Gen Con! Why do you in, invade my brain? Uh, it's the more of the game players convention. So Origins is more it's the Alzheimer's. What? 
It's the Alzheimer's. Why? Who are you again? Why am I here? What's going on? Why are you in my house? Yes, it is. Who are these people, mommy? <laughs> Uh, okay, but yes, in Origins is more of the game players convention. You've got less vendors because Gen Con itself is more vendor oriented. It's, it's a lot of vendors. It's it's very big. It's very. This is supposed to be a smaller convention. It's still pretty big, mm-hmm. but as the conventions go, you're you're able to play more games. You're able to play uh, go to more things. Uh, it's more events and games and 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 festivities than anything else. And plus, they said the food is really good. I've, I've heard good things about the food out there, so I'm looking forward to that. Well, I'm just kind of looking forward to, because it seems like whenever we do go to Gen Con, everything that's new, everything that's popular, you can never get a demo for. You can never sit down and play. Yeah, where, that's a little tough because... Where I'm hoping that's the opposite at Origins, where we're going to, there's it's going to be a little less crowded. Maybe we can see and play a few more things. Actually, I'm glad you kind of said that too, is something new for origins this year is actually board game geek is offering a pre-order service if you go to their website the games that are releasing at origins you can go in and pre-order straight from board game geek this is very this is the very first time they're going to try that but they're also going to try this for gen con when gen con comes up and they're working with the team so that they know how many copies to get so they could bring them People can so you buy can just them. Pick it up at the con. You got it. Versus oh, that's a good idea. Versus now, now, now. Granted, I don't know how how many copies they're going to have. Whether or right. not they're going to just be magically gone, or they're going to have some they block off or VIGs right. and stuff like that. But I do think that's a pretty cool idea because then the guys know. All right, we got to bring 300, 400 copies of this because people have purchased them. So right. you don't have to worry about running up there because your copy is already saved because you're in the pre-order group. Right. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that works. I don't know, um, especially considering that you, how many people you have bringing and what the cost associated with getting these games to a convention. Yeah. So whether or not, because that's the big barrier a lot of times for the games in the first place is they don't know how many games to bring. Right. Because a, you don't want to leave with games, right? But you don't want to bring you don't want to bring too many, but you don't want to bring too little. And yeah, you don't want to miss out on sales. But Although, case, the ones you miss out on sales, they'll buy it again later. Yes, but, yeah. and, and to be honest, even with Gen Con, when you would go and buy the games at Gen Con, people would run for the first the they would bring a hundred copies and they'd be gone day yeah. one in the first ten minutes right. that somebody opened the doors. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it would be nice. It's nice to get the new hotness and get that game and mm-hmm. play it. But you you know, the game's going to be out in two, three months anyway. I mean, we had talked about this on a previous podcast and about how, how is it, is it worth like pushing people over to get to a game that you can play at the convention you're at, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's kind of neat. You, you feel kind of special. You do right. when you, you get that game, you're like, Oh, nobody else got it. It's that little junky vibe you get. Right. So but um yeah so we'll be, but yes we'll be at at, at origins uh, Katie and I are going to be at origins we'll be there from Thursday to Sunday so if anybody is interested in in finding us just let us know hook uh, find us on Facebook we answer all of our Facebook messages mm-hmm. just ask Chris because we're answering his live on <laughs> live on the podcast hey we got to treat our fans right we got to talk to them i mean we number them. He's number 16. I remember yes. that. See? I, uh, steel Trap. Alzheimer's did oh, not yeah. get me yet, sir. Yeah. 
Yeah. The, the hard part was wrestling him to the ground and shaving a number 16 into the side of his head and taking well, his ear. Well, he was at Adepticon. It was easy to do. And yeah. he didn't remember after, I mean, after after the anesthetics wore off, he mm-hmm. just just got up, shook it off, and wandered away mm-hmm. like and just got a beer. So that's that, that worked out great. He didn't even know. He can't even tell the 16s in the back of his head. He can't see it. It's fine. Better than what we had to do with Eddie. Oh, yeah. You know. We double branded Eddie. We oh. double branded him. Damn. <laughs> Anyway. Yes, anyway. So but yeah, if you wanna if you want your own number, come to the Facebook. Uh, Facebook or the website. Yeah. Be be one of our uh, known affiliates. Because right now all we've got is Deadpool, Thanos, Santa, and some demonic looking elves. I mean I haven't put anybody else on the Facebook uh, well after the the the, the meltdown of the uh, of the the website. The website melted down. Yeah, remember? I, yeah, don't you remember? Oh what? yes, we had this whole big discussion. The, the coding. Yeah, remember? The remember, remember the remember one of the plugins died, oh. and, and they they removed it from the uh, from a, available plugins, so it oh. destroyed my formatting. So I had to go and reformat a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. so, so the so the the uh, the website is back up and running. Uh, it looks fine. Uh, I, I need to. I still need to put some content on it. I haven't been able to find it. I have you submitted it to be visible in searches yet uh not as of yet <laughs> i mean you can you can but you, if you go to anonymous tabletop.com yeah it doesn't always do that it's sometimes especially if you're using google if if you haven't submitted it to them or if you don't have do it right now okay go go Just to anonymous tabletop right dot, anonymous tabletop.com and you can go to it how about you not google it and just put it in your url bar right i mean you know how to use that right yeah, but they sent it to that first. Oh, hey, finally went. It wasn't before. <laughs> it's been working first, every time I go to it. When you first told me about it, I tried and it wouldn't go there. I'm so, telling you. How about that? But look at it. it. Was, look at how pretty it looks. It looks neat. It's um. It looks very Spartan. It's very monochromatic. It is. It is very. Oh, oh wait, look, there's color. There is. There's color. Of course there is. Hey, right, but look, yeah, there's there's stuff. Know, there's stuff and things. Detective Pikachu. God, I'm so upset that I want to see that movie. I'm just like, what's wrong with me? Actually, what? Luke Wait, went what's... and saw it, yeah. and he said it's really not that bad, but we, we liked it. Yeah. yeah I, I'm looking at that, and I'm like, oh, freaking Pokemon yeah. movie. But it is Ryan what Reynolds it is. is funny, and yeah. it looks like it's going to be funny. So I'm like, Arr. He did say that it was kind of geared towards like a tween audience. That's At least that's how he felt about it. Uh, yeah. That's fair. That's a fair answer, but it is what it is. It was yeah. meant to be. And he said it was fine. It was yeah. enjoyable. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't meant to be art. It was meant to be Pokemon <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds. So yeah, yeah we we, I we, think I can we hold went. Off we the had table. some popcorn and we laughed. That's, yeah, so uh, we went. We went to go see it when uh, the mm-hmm. weekend it came out because I it it did look funny. Um, I do think that as a movie, it it benefits from knowing a little bit more about Pokemon, mm-hmm. which is. I mean, sometimes, but that's the complaint that they, everybody had about Avengers. But we'll talk about that later. So, but that you had to know about Pokemon, no, <laughs> to follow Avengers. No, previous knowledge to seeing the movie. Oh, I don't so, think so. Uh, yeah, well, in, in Pikachu, in Pikachu, having a little bit of knowledge of some of the Pokemon. Now, I had some because I used to sell the cards way back in the day. Wait, are we talking about Pikachu in the Pikachu Detective movie, or yes. Pikachu in Endgame? No, Pikachu was. <laughs> Hey, that's a spoiler. No, there's the fact that Pikachu showed up at the end to save the day. That was awesome. I really did like that. But no, in, in Pikachu the movie, the Detective Pikachu he was able to snap. He was. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, yeah. He, he, he was rather rhythmic. For that was kind of cute. Did you? Uh, Pika the, Pika. Yep. No. 
I'm so glad. I I am a dyslexic snapper, so mo usually I can't make my hand do any snapping noise. I'm lucky it did that. So uh, you I'm know, glad. I had to put. You know what, folks? He could not do that on command. I had to put that in in post. He's such a fucking. It snapper. is. <laughs> You're <laughs> not stealing this from me. I am. Stealing. I actually snapped. That was like you, Dave. That was incorrect. That was mine. Nope. nope I'm gonna. I nope. heard that snap. No, I I didn't hear any snap. I oh. all I, all I heard is I saw the fingers like waggle poorly. Now this, that's a snap. See, see, that was not a. You snap. have to have lady fingers to make a snap. No, I've got, I got <laughs> such he manly is far hands. from Dude, look at those. I got sausages. sausage hands. <laughs> I got sausage hands. Those are absolute yep, sausages. Nope. What? How is that a snap? What are you it's doing? Not, I'm doing you? the same thing. I just see. <laughs> Only ladies can snap their fingers. And Dave. Hey, I'm a very sensual vesk, thank you. <laughs> a clown vesk. Yes. He has all sorts of tricks. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, I believe. Watch me pull this rabbit out of my hat. That's your penis. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wow, wow. Instead of penis. I am so embarrassed. Oh, Instead of penis in a box, it's why, penis in a hat. Why is it covered with white fur? It's his, it's his, it's his new magic trick. <laughs> Ah, all right. Well, apparently, yeah. So, so yes, we're going to be at Origins. Come see us at Origins. If you want to hang out, we'll hang out. We're pretty cool people. We won't steal your money. We'll play games with you. We'll drink a beer or two with you. How about that? Or if you see us in the hallway, just say hi. Yeah. I'll have a shirt on that says, we're from Anonymous Tabletop. I'll walk around with a big arrow pointing at our head. I'll have a shirt on that says, Dave. Dave. No longer anonymous. Yeah. We're no longer yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Well, so that wow, that was that really. That's didn't, it. No, that's very. That, Are we done now? Can we go? No, we're not done. <laughs> we're not <laughs> done. It. Nah. Well, <laughs> apparently this brings to end our hobby updates. That was a very anemic hobby update. Well, I had one. We've only had, I like had a, two. I was gonna say we've only had a couple of weeks between the. I know, but you're breaking. Four. Don't don't break yeah. the don't break that magic. They they don't know this. They don't. This is only this is only when it gets released that they know. Actually, this is the, I think our listeners would like this one. It's kind of refreshing as opposed to Dave's 181 minute. Uh, no, that's Lathan. That's Lathan. <laughs> that last time was Lathan. Oh, Lathan. Lathan, since you're not here, we're going to talk all about you. He did have a lot of hobby updates he, last no, time. No, and also, he had hobby updates on top of your hobby updates. Oh, you want to talk about hobby updates? It's I want to talk some more about hobby updates. Lathan <laughs> was like, he was on caffeine. Remember? He oh, was, that's oh, right. That's right. Oh. He was vibrating. So he was vibrating, and basically, every time you that's said right. something, Kate, and Katie he did, stole it. Katie he declared that Lathan gets yeah. no more coffee. No more coffee for you, Lathan. Yeah. He had so much coffee, he was blurry around the edges. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, of course, the Beavis and Butthead craziness. So. <laughs> so. And need more cappuccino. Oh, no, we're not starting that again. Before we start that, we are going to go and we're going to run off. And Hey, when we come back, guess what we're talking to? We're going to be talking to Jonathan and Heath from Panda Cult Games. And they're going to be talking all about Barnacle Bay as well as some awesome new stuff they got on the horizon. But you got to stick around and hang around, and we'll be talking about that next. Great. Now that song is stuck in my head. We're off for a quick break to try to scour it out, but when we get back, we talk about what's in store with the guys from Panacult Games. Coming up next. Currently. Humanity looks to the internet for its information. We have stood at the edge of despair and would have fallen. 
if not for awesome podcasts and their content of everything we love. Now these podcasts are all brought together in one place. Forged in like-mindedness, tempered with a community-oriented forum, covering all things geek, such as wargaming, board gaming, comics, movies, and more. Presenting a lineup of podcasts producing exclusive content for the fans. The Freebooters Network. Trolls want to steal our community. Let them try. Welcome back. Ethan Jonathan from Pandacult Games join us to talk about the success of Wander and their upcoming Kickstarter for the Shovel Knight board game. Look at us go with actual board game content. Who would have known? And welcome back, everybody. We have a couple very special guests with us today. We have Heath and Jonathan from Panda Cult Games. Welcome, Heath, and welcome, Jonathan. Hey, thanks for having us. How's it going? Yeah, happy to be on the show. Dude, we are so excited to have you on the show. We can't... We never thought we'd get any fresh blood in here. No. <laughs> We're just... <laughs> I'm tired of listening to Tim. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> Throw some more shit at your way. <laughs> so... Do it. What brings you on the show today? I heard you might have a new game. Yeah, we, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Wander is just recently released as of uh, two months ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Wander the Colts Barnacle Bay. Uh, that's going really well, so... If you missed out on the Kickstarter, it is now available for purchase on our web store and your friendly local game store and so forth. And that's been fantastic. Uh, we got the Dice Tower seal of approval for Barnacle Ooh. Bay, which is super exciting. That uh, is for exciting. the four game and the High Tide expansion and all the bonus heroes all got the Dice Tower seal of approval. So what, is, what do you have to do? How do you have to whore yourself out to get that seal? Uh, you just go, <laughs> hey, Tom, I got a game. And he's like, I'll review it. And then you really you sit down and pray in a corner. Hope he likes it. Oh. <laughs> so you don't That's... have to show anything. That's pretty cool. Or or reach out. Uh, you give yeah. You, you just I I I I'm known Tom from uh, back when I worked at Simon and stuff like that. So he already was aware of my existence. I don't know if that helped. Um, <laughs> so but yeah, he saw what was going on and what I was doing, and I asked if he'd be interested in doing a review, and he said of course, and we sent him the game. And then I stressed out, hoping he'd like it. <laughs> and uh, luckily, the review, we, it was good. And that made me very happy. Excellent. So that went really well. Um, other accolades for Wander is uh, Geek and Sundry called us one of the most anticipated games of 2019, wow. which cool. is super exciting. And, and it's going great. Uh, they, we've got a huge growing community called the Wanderers Guild on Facebook, where everyone who's gotten the game or interested in getting the game or online chatting talking about their adventures and mishaps and all the crazy fun that they've been having <laughs> the mishaps always make me giggle yeah that, that that's my favorite part i love hearing uh like most recently is like we just had the most amazing boss fight you know we thought we were all done and then gunbjorn started saving us all and then a little crab came up and killed us and it was <laughs> over <laughs> <laughs> i was like yes yes we designed something yes <laughs> Since it's a co-op game, I always kind of root for the game to win a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's cool. That, that's okay. I was playing with two friends of mine recently, and literally one of my buddies, because once you get into Tier 5, every time you clear a level of experience, you kind of spawn monsters back in. Well, Tier 5, you summon the biggest monster we've got in the box. And he was like, I want to see what happens. And I was like, we're at the end. We can beat it. Don't do it. And then, you know, giant monster comes up and stomps us. And I was like, that's your fault. Like, <laughs> I know, but he went down in a blaze of glory. Well, yeah, so Wander's going great. And then the our next big exciting thing that we've been uh, working our butts off on for the past year is uh, Shovel Knight Dungeon Duels. Um, yeah. Ooh. The board game officially licensed from Yacht Club Game to do a board game version of the popular indie video game Shovel Knight. Um, we're super excited about that. That's coming to Kickstarter. Uh, we're thinking end of June, uh, early July is around the time frame we're looking. Um, we'll have an official date soon. Yeah. yeah, that's something everybody needs to keep an eye out for. Um, the game, we're super excited about it. It is a one-to-four player side-scrolling competitive dungeon crawl. Um, we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty excited ourselves to, to even have such an awesome license. Um, I was, we're, Heath and I were playing Shovel Knight, and I was like, I have a kind of a cool idea for a, um, for a board game for this. And I was talking to my buddy Spencer from IDW. Um, he was like, why don't you just email them? I'm like, really? He was like, yeah. I was like, that, that's all it takes? He was like, well, that's how you start. And I sent him an email telling him, you know, we have a neat idea and showed him what we've done with Wander. And I could literally, like, hear their eyes rolling of, like, sure, send us your <laughs> prototype. We'll, we'll see what we think. And we put together, like, a prototype within, like, a few days uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, of, I, like, I, sandies and paper and stuff like that and a, a simple rule set. And we sent it to them, and then we played over webcam, and they were just like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> and I was, it was, I was just on cloud nine ever since. They and were hooked with little paper standees and scribbles. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Must be good then. Yeah, it, it, it felt pretty good. Well, the funniest thing about it, too, is that ever since that we've made the official announcement that, you know, we have Shovel Knight and we're producing it as a game, a lot of guys in the industry have come up to us and said, like, how'd you guys get that license? And like Jonathan just said, we sent an email and they liked what we did. They're like, oh, we tried to get it and that didn't happen. And we're like, what? And then <laughs> we had, like, I think 10 or so people came up to us saying, like, oh, we tried to get it. And... They didn't, and it's it's still kind of mind-boggling that, like, we put this thing together. Like, we've had the idea, the base idea for Shovel Knight for a long, long time. We were actually going to do something alternatively with it, but the second we started playing Shovel Knight, the video game, and <laughs> Jonathan and I were playing in co-op and knocking each other in the pits, we were just like, this is amazing, we need to do this. <laughs> um, then that's what, then we kind of uh, used that game engine idea, uh, applied Shovel Knight to it, and worked so freaking well. I'm so happy with how it's been turning out. Can you just quickly go over what Shovel Knight is for those of us who aren't video gamers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Shovel Knight is a... The the shortest, the short version is it's like Fantasy Mega Man. Basically, uh, you it's a game that was kickstarted a few years ago, and uh, it was done by a small group of uh, some uh, video game industry guys. And they actually put together something pretty amazing. They put together almost a retro Nintendo-styled game, but in the modern-day age. And uh, essentially, you are playing Shovel Knight, which you are for shovelry. You are a small guy with your shovel, and you are basically traveling around the land, and you're trying to uh, battle against the forces of evil. 
And uh, what ends up happening is that uh, at one point or another, your, well, you can only assume your beloved shield knight, who has a giant shield, um, eventually disappears. And then suddenly this evil woman called the Enchantress shows up. The Enchantress starts forming the Order of No Quarter, a group of evil knights that have basically been suckered in by her power. And you have to defeat them to try and figure out a way to save uh, Shield Knight and also save, save all the land. So basically you've got like an interactive map that you're hopping around and uh, fighting all these uh, interesting, unique bosses in. Like if you remember Mega Man where they had the group of enemies and you just select one and go to their level, it's actually like an interactive map that's got a village of people you can interact with and all these unique bosses that have these uh, unique abilities. It's just, it's too much fun. The music's great, the gameplay's great. But uh, yeah, we played it and fell in love with it. It's definitely worth checking out. Will you release a music CD to go with it? <laughs> I think a bunch of mini, a bunch of mini files. <laughs> yeah, Just no, that's that's the thing is they actually have uh, on Spotify. I think they have like three CDs worth of music by the uh, composer uh, Jake Kaufman's his name. But they have three CDs of music from uh, like any time we've been playing the game, we put on some Shovel Knight music. They even have. Like, the music's so popular, there's, like, nerdcore rappers that use it as, like, a bass for some of their songs. It's pretty uh, amazing. Yeah, it's pretty Um, ridiculous. The music, we actually blast it at our booth when we're playing demos. And uh, we love it, and it keeps us energized throughout the show to keep us going. Uh, I think adjacent booths might get kind of tired of it so <laughs> <laughs> well we're we're polite enough we're we we've been to enough conventions we know if someone comes over to us and like hey could you guys turn it down we'll be like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no worries, no worries. <laughs> well thank you for that <laughs> most of us appreciate that well, come on repetitive midi music come on that's gotta be great <laughs> listen we we were at a convention we were at gen con and this booth across from us we love those guys like we've met them and they're actually super awesome uh, but they were selling basically like furry gear and bondage stuff, which, you know, do you. Uh, but they were playing uh, industrial goth music. Uh-huh. And I hadn't heard it before at that point. And after hearing 20 minutes of it, I was like, I, I, can't, I can't, guys, I can't. I can't do it. But <laughs> I know. actually think after the first day, like first day, I was like, uh, then by second day, it was like just to have a beat and a rhythm <laughs> in my yeah. background to keep me going throughout the day. I was like, yeah, industrial goth music. This is the greatest. <laughs> yeah, we like <laughs> we start dancing, and then the like industrial goth people start dancing, and then the booth next to them selling like leather armor, and those people start dancing, and then it's just <laughs> this is why conventions are great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's really cool. Gen Con this year, uh, we end up, we normally have a 10 by 10 booth, but this year we actually expanded out into a 10 by 20, Ooh. which is really hard to do. Moving up in yeah. the world. Damn. Yeah. Trying to. Well, like, I literally was trying to get us an expansion for the booth, and there was a guy in line at vendor services, and he was like, Yeah, you're the 300th person that's asked for an expansion here today. And I was like, <laughs> Okay. Cool. Yeah, we had to like send photos of showing how crazy our booth has been the past year. I was like, we have a ten by ten, and we're showing off demos, and I literally cannot fit in my booth, and we don't even have product yet. Like we didn't have (laughs) games. We had nothing. Like we didn't have any. We didn't have the board game yet. It was just a bunch of people playing a game that's coming to Kickstarter, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't even fit in my booth. I'm like, next year we're going to actually have a mountain of games, and more games to show off. I'm like, we're going to need a bigger space. And yeah. luckily we got it. So it's really awesome. 
Yeah, um, especially, especially with Shovel Knight coming up. I mean, like, Shovel Knight's one of those things where people, either you know it or you don't, and if you do know it, you love it. Yeah, it's like, either you're upset, you love it to death or you have no idea what it is. It's kind of one of those things. If you know what Shovel Knight is, you, you end up becoming a huge fan. If you have no idea, then you, yeah. But the reception we've been getting online so far has been phenomenal. Um, like, we'll tweet uh, a photo of showing off one of the models, and Yacht Club Games will share it, and within 24 hours, we'll get, like, 40,000 views, which is bigger than anything we've ever done before. You know, we're, like, keeping track of just Facebook alone. Like, pre-Shovel Knight, we're getting, like, 2,000 people viewing our posts and stuff, which is decent, which is good for a week. And then all of a sudden, Shovel Knight shows up, and it's like, you've reached 15,000 people today. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> It's so, funny how, how something like that can just get you some traction. You got that one person you know. It's networking. It's that's exactly what it is. You know that company. You're you're working with that company, and then it just explodes from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the cool thing is too is that Shovel Knight's got just a dedicated fan base. Like they have sold two million copies of the game so far, and they actually have their third expansion for the game coming out soon, uh, which is uh, King Knight which is going to be really, really cool. It's actually, the expansions to the game are literally you playing as some of the Order of No Quarter that you fought before, and you're playing through a full campaign based off of them, which is pretty rad. Which, yeah, it's neat. Like, one of them's like you're playing the whole game again but as one of the villains, and you get to see it from their perspective, and it changes the story. And then another one, you get to kind of play a prequel mission of how this guy became a villain, and stuff like that. It's a very, it's got so much replayability for a indie retro game. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we hope to achieve that same feeling with a board game. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, the board game itself is actually, it's unbelievably fun to play. Like we put it together really quickly, and we've been really refining it down. Essentially, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. Essentially, uh, you are playing as in the base game. You're playing as Shovel Knight. But you were playing as one of four Shovel Knights, so you're not sure who is truly the best Shovel Knight out of your crew. So your entire job is to try and gather the most gold by defeating enemies and by uh, digging up treasure mounds. And by the end of the dungeon, you're going to fight one of the Order of No Quarter. Well, as you do damage to them, you get coins, and they do damage to you, you lose coins. So it kind of turns into a mad dash to see who can get the most gold. And whoever ends with the most is crowned the best. So that's the entire so, concept of it. Yeah, so the main mechanic that uh, makes this game unique is the side-scrolling dungeon mechanic, um, which has brought up a lot of questions. How do you make a board game a side-scroller? Um, so we take... The the board is essentially made up of... Like, when you have your board set up, it's set up of one, four one-by-four tiles. Like, if you've seen a wander tile, you know it's a four-by-four four grid. Um, imagine taking a wander tile and breaking it into four columns. And you put it together, and it makes your four-by-four four grid. Um, all the players are starting on the left side of the board, or as we call it, your screen. And you're moving from the left side of the board to the right side of the board, jumping over spiked pits, beating up bad guys, knocking each other into spiked pits. <laughs> until the end of the round, the leftmost tile comes off the board, the three tiles shift over, and a new tile comes down from a stack of tiles. Okay, Creating one of those like forced progression side-scrollers from uh, classic video games. That makes total sense, and I, I had no idea what side-scroller <laughs> meant. So I'm glad you explained that, but that actually yeah. sounds like there's a lot of replayability in the board game as well. Yeah, so um, the tiles are shuffled, so you don't know which order the tiles are gonna come out in. 
And before you set up a game, you decide which of the main bosses you're going against. And which in the core game, we're going to have Plague Knight, Spectre Knight, and King Knight, and then the main boss, Enchantress. Each boss has its own set of tiles that represent that boss's stage before you go against the boss fight. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever played a game like Mega Man, or if you've played Shovel Knight, you know that each boss's stage kind of has unique mechanics of different things you have to do and challenge to get through the stage to finally face off against the boss at the end. Cool. <laughs> as, we, as we're all just sitting here, like we're just like I'm just imagining it right now. It's just yeah. this, yeah. It just you just it's kind of like a conveyor belt. You just kind of pick up the older yes. one, throw it off, put a new one in front, just keep walking forward, walking forward. And now, how do you jump over the pits, and how do you collect the gold? Is there what kind of is it a card based, dice based? So the majority of the mechanics are are dice based. Um, if you're jumping over a spiked pit. Uh, let's say the pit next to you is one space away, then the space you're trying to land to is two spaces away. You roll as many dice as you have as your jump stat. So, like, basically, Shovel Knight starts with a jump stat of two. You roll two dice, and you'll need two successes, uh, two of the jump symbols, to make it to over to the how many spaces you're trying to jump. Um, but there is dice mitigation involved throughout the dungeon when you're picking up treasure and stuff like that. You get uh, relic cards. So relic cards give you special abilities, such as a flare wand that allows you to shoot fireballs from really far away. They're all kind of one-shot, like, one-use cards. But you also have the choice of discarding a relic. Instead of using its abilities, it's automatically giving you two successes to any to your next roll. So you, it gives you these choices. Do I want to save this relic to do a powerful attack? Or I can discard this card to gu- guarantee two successes on my next roll, which allows you to get through most jumps if it's if you're not wanting to go for the risk and so forth a bit of dice mitigation that's cool mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely nice especially with uh with having dice mechanics you want to have some sort of mitigation otherwise it just becomes that roll and move type thing yeah and it, however fun it was to see us all fall into a spiked pit over and over and over again <laughs> <laughs> um it became a point like there needs to be more choices to be made by the player um that now there's this risk reward system. I can save this card to do something crazy later, or I can, you know, discard this card to ensure my safety in this exact moment. Well, it's it's been funny, especially when we've been working on Shovel Knight, uh, because this is Shovel Knight marks our third game that we've worked on, which we'll we'll, we'll talk about the other one in a bit here. Um, but uh, it marks the third one we've worked on. It's been interesting watching from being a board game player to a board game designer. Uh, which Jonathan is lead design and I help with development. Um, it's been interesting watching things because from the designer standpoint, especially with things like we worked on Wander the Cult of Barnacle Bay and with Shovel Knight, we take a certain amount of joy <laughs> of players getting like beat up or knocked into pits and stuff because you know there's a certain amount of like we thought it was hilarious. Like when playing Shovel Knight, you can actually hit a co-op player into a pit. That was a whole idea for the game, but you know it's yeah, not in the always... end of the game. Even though it says co-op. For some reason, at the end of each stage in Shovel Knight in the video game, when it says co-op, it gets to the end of the stage. It actually ranks you both individually of who did better than the other and puts like whoever did better on a higher pedestal. And the, <laughs> other, one, the other player is considered a loser. I'm like, yeah. so that kind of really drove the idea home. Like, this is co-op, but it's not really co-op. So he kind of took that idea and just went further with it in the board game version that you're all trying to prove that you're the greatest one. Oh, yeah, and, even with co-op, you definitely want to be the best at the co-op. Yeah. Everybody wants to be number one, the one who is the, the winner. So, 
So when a player does knock another enemy into a spike pit or a player does die, um, there is no there um, no player elimination, just like the video game. There everyone has infinite lives. Um, when you when you are defeated or by falling into a spike pit or so forth, you drop half of your treasure, and your treasure is your essentially your victory points by the end of the game. You drop half your treasure into that spiked pit, and then you restart on the left side of the screen, allowing other players to jump over the spiked pit or running over where you where you were defeated and picking up half the treasure you just lost, which kind of creates this system of everyone going after the first player. If you're winning, you're becoming the main target because you have the most gold to drop and so forth, which allows huge swings in points because if you're in first place and you have a huge lead, but then you're defeated, you just dropped a ton of gold, <laughs> allowing someone to make a huge comeback. I mean, the last time we actually got together and beta tested it, that's exactly what happened. Jonathan was going into, because we were playing, we were testing out a two-player mode, uh, which works beautifully well. It was really fun. It's so, um, it's so It's so, like, it's almost like pokerish or almost like one-on-one gambling because you're literally <laughs> just like like you knock me into a pit all right i got two guys i'm knocking you into a pit we just kept stealing gold back and forth but we go into this boss fight jonathan's got a healthy lead on me and i'm just sitting there waiting biding my time then <laughs> suddenly like i see an opportunity the boss knocks him into a pit steal half his gold i secure the win in the last minute like it's just it's got so many of those water cooler moments that happen it's so much freaking fun Water cooler moments is kind of like my favorite thing to go for when designing games. Um, I, I like to think you're not necessarily designing a like you're designing a game, but what you're trying to create is an experience, and a game is a tool for those experiences. Absolutely. Because um, if you if designing an engine is one thing, but doesn't create an experience of creating fun. Um, it's like saying I designed a game about accounting. Accounting works, <laughs> and the engine works, but it's not really fun. You're not really getting a big experience out of it. And I always go for, if you play a game, and then afterwards you can talk about almost stories that happened, that like it almost drives your imagination, making you picture what just happened in a real space, is when, when it starts leading in the right direction. And mm-hmm. the, the more grandiose the story, the better the, the play. Oh, yeah, because yes. you, can, you can lose a co-op and still feel incredible because you lost it in the most glorious, <laughs> just going down in a, in a, in a, in a blaze of glory. Yeah. Oh yeah. And but that's think... really what we wanted to push really hard with wander. Mm-hmm. Since it's a fully co-op game, like you really have to work together. And if you win, you won by really working together or you lost just barely. Right. Yeah. And that, that was kind of the goal. And if you don't work together, the game will kick your butt. <laughs> True story. Damn. Like when my friend summoned in the megalopotamus. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Then this team here is not going to do well. Yes, yeah, we don't we don't work well together at all. <laughs> this will not go well because Tim will be off trying to murder things murder on his something. own, murder somebody, or or jumping in fissures full of oil. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Where you decide to belly flop into the you know viscous solution. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we actually like with Wander. There's actually the event deck. Like because I think we've all played D and D before, where you're like you have there's you walk into a room, there's green goo on the wall, and you have that one friend that's like, I'm gonna lick that goo. Like, we actually. <laughs> That's what the event deck in Barnacle were, Bay is. Were you is. in it's our Starfinder like... game last night? Yes. <laughs> Katie made Dave lick a mushroom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like it. I, I did it. I did, did it. Okay. And I survived. So that's... Yeah, see, in Barnacle, in Barnacle Bay, there's a couple of event, event cards 
that reward you for being impulsive and stupid because we've <laughs> all played we've all played you know those role playing games where someone does something ridiculous and it somehow worked out okay for them yeah um like uh he's mentioning there's a green viscous substance goo coming out of a wall and you roll your knowledge check and if you actually roll really low on your knowledge you're going to lick the goo and get a strength bonus Sweet. Oh. Just, <laughs> but if you don't if you roll high you think some things are probably just left alone and you don't get any bonus which is the contrary of mo- most of the events you want to roll high on knowledge normally being thinking about things works out well for you but occasionally you run into ones that don't uh there's one of them if you overthink something it says like you thought too hard and long about this you've got ambushed <laughs> <laughs> or there's uh the town weirdo which is my favorite um, is Spencer the town weirdo. He's the like hobo pigeon of the town. Hmm. And he walks up and burps to you and you roll your knowledge check. And if you roll high, you offer to see if he needs assistance and he slaps you with his belt. <laughs> if you roll low, you burp back at him and he gives you a health potion. <laughs> <laughs> I like how, how it, it does sound very story driven, but also there's, you know, you guys have driven the story. Where it's not just an open-ended, okay, I can't think of fun- something funny to do here. It's, mm-hmm. oh, you already thought of the funny <laughs> for me. <laughs> and we really wanted Wander to feel like, so like if you play through a campaign, there is, you know, a, a big intro text that kind of sets you up for the world. And before each scenario, there's like a couple of paragraphs des- describing the situation you're in. But we really wanted Wander to feel like the story is happening as you're playing instead of in between scenarios. That you're playing the story and you're creating the story as you go, and your escapades is what creates, you know, the cartoon episodes that you would watch on TV. Absolutely. We just set up the in between, like, you know, how you got from point A to point B at the end of each scenario. You guys have really thought that through. That that's yeah. crazy. As opposed to just being like, here you go, here's here's my version of a fun game. You guys have really thought through what makes it fun. Yeah, especially with the Dungeon Delver. I mean, we appreciate that 100%. We hope people are having fun, and from what we can tell from the Wanderers Guild, that's the case. Um, We're a little biased. (laughs) Just just a little. (laughs) No, I mean, with with Barnacle Bay, it was was really fun because there were so many times where we had opportunities. Like, we we knew the theme of this thing. We always wanted it to be roughly family-friendly. But we also loved things like Avatar, The Last Airbender, and, like light-hearted kind of adventure stories and you know th- there's room for seriousness there there's room for uh humor there's room for all sorts of things so we wanted to be able to put those in there and make them happen because you know that's that's our dream dungeon delver would have all those things in it and you know that's that's what we ended up designing and basically you know we made a dream game for ourselves that we wanted to play and luckily the response to it has been phenomenal and people have been like oh my god this is incredible this is our favorite game and we love the we love the you know like serious dark setting but wacky mishaps going on along the way um (laughs) any dm who's ever tried to set up a super serious setting knows that that's not how the players are going to play it right (laughs) no kidding (laughs) so we wanted to embrace that to the fullest extent and not go overboard where it's like non-stop slapstick you know there's still this encroaching evil coming on the town and the heroes have to save it and you know citizens are getting mutated into bear sharks (laughs) but you know goofy things happen throughout the trails like meeting the hobo pigeon spencer so (laughs) spencer why Spencer? 
Uh, Spencer, so there's a lot of homages uh, in our Kickstarter to friends of ours that helped us get to where we are and helped support us for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned Spencer before, um, who works for IDW. Um, he's been a friend of mine since actually high school. Um, and he helped us a lot through guidance and stuff of setting up this game. Spencer and I worked together at CMON for a long time. Um, and he actually wrote all the campaign for Barnacle Bay. Wow. So we want to immortalize him as an event card in the game. Uh, we also have on the Kickstarter exclusive heroes, there's uh, King Ross, yep. who is yes. Ross Thompson. Yep. yep. Uh, he's been a huge friend of ours and has supported us with his, uh, Kingdom Con and helped promote us and helped us, you know, giving us guidance of what to do, what not to do. And King Ross has, uh, a, has a beer stein. Beer stein oh, and a giant yeah. smile, I'm hoping. I was going to say, looks like a beer stein, though. Well, yeah, any, any, anyone who knows Ross, every photo of him is him with a gigantic smile. And actually, his level five ability is uh, Ross face, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a selfie. Yeah, it's And funny. then uh, last but definitely not least, we also have Bebo, the cat warlock, who is uh, Brittany Bow from Bebold Games. Um, she's helped us out a lot. She got us introduced to the guys from Man vs. Meeple, helped us get on the show, and has been a big supporter and friend of Panicult Games since day one. And there's countless more people we want to add in the long run. John is also one of the heroes. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, I couldn't... Uh, <laughs> we couldn't really resist mm-hmm. replacing ourselves in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, but also, she has her minion, Haley, the little uh, her little uh, familiar, which is actually Brittany Bo's daughter, Aww. which is... So we wanted to have them as a tag team in the game. That one's John. And then, of course, John's wife, Liz, is also in here. Oh, cool. wife, who's the professional miniature painter, and I also say Panacult team mom. She keeps us organized and (laughs) makes sure we don't die. Puts together all the dates and books hotels and a lot of the operations stuff. So she's the rune caster, so she's got her paintbrush that casts spells. Oh, that's adorable. I love it. Yeah, I do love and... your minis. I, I just love the faces. I love how adorable they are. You know, they're I, they're just so cute. I like them. Well, now, and now we just have to wait for our box to come from Charlotte. Or yeah. go out to Charlotte. We're going to go get our box in Charlotte. Dave, when are you making this. a miniature of Katie? <laughs> I can, but it'll look nothing, as, nothing like this. Yeah. No, he'll have to like talk that's to Kathy about getting that, that done. That's true love right there, is immortalizing yeah. <laughs> your wife in miniature form. So how, yeah. how hey, long Jonathan, did it Hey, Jonathan, what would it cost me to, to get you to do on the A billion dollars. Yeah. Sold. Well, that's never going to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Will you take installments? <laughs> one dollar at a time. Yes, one dollar at a time for a billion years. Take installments in the yeah. form of podcasts. <laughs> just, just sit there, baby. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. We, are, we have talked about our next Wander Kickstarter. Uh, we just have to figure out the logistics of it all and how much it would be. Of possibly, don't hold me to this. Of having a pledge level where you could get your own hero immortalized in Wander format. Um, yeah. Something we'd like to do. We just have to figure out the logistics, costs, and how we would the best way of getting that done so we're not bombarded with a ton of different heroes that we'd have to make and mass produce and stuff like that and what would be cost effective where and you know cost effective but also affordable yeah and there's the other side of that too which is um you know if someone wants us to make a custom wander character that's amazing we can you know with between me designing uh, the actual concept art and the the model and Jonathan working on the rules of it 
uh, we can come up with pretty much anything. But that also doesn't mean that the person getting us to make this model for them is going to be ecstatic with how we do things or isn't going to be very specific with how the model actually looks and turns out. So there's a lot of factors there. So we got to figure out what's the like, what's the proper amount of money for us to go, okay, we can deal with that. <laughs> or what guidelines can we put on it? Like restrictions yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, we definitely would have to put down some restrictions. But, you know, that still would be absolutely fun because there's some people that have some crazy ideas. It's one of our favorite questions. Like, if you saw a character within the world of Wander that you would want to see, what kind of character would it be? What kind of animal slash class hybrid Ooh, would you actually sloth. want in there? So let's ask you. Do we have a sloth in there? If you were to make an animal animal slash class version uh, for your character, what would you make it be if you, for yourself? Sloth. A sloth rogue. A sloth sloth rogue. Rogue. Because you know, That's rogues no. are naturally fast and a sloth is naturally slow. Come on, it's ironic. No, a motherfucking sloth wizard. <laughs> oh, be sloth wizard. That's it. <laughs> sloth wizard. Motherfucking sloth wizard. That's my wife. We have a plan for the sloth. Should we announce it or should we keep it secret until? Well, we can, we can, we can, we can hint at it. I think that's safe enough. We can, uh, we control all of it. That's true. There is a sloth named Don. Who has a helmet and a lance that rides a speed snail? <laughs> um, yeah, he's a uh, what was it? A uh, what do we? What class did we give him? I think he's, I think he's a cavalier. But the idea is, it's like uh, 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 a, a sloth riding on a speed snail, and he may mistake some windmills for some giants. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Yote-inspired awesome. character, possibly. Now, how long so, did it take you to to do the first wander, the, the Cult of Barnacle Bay? So, yeah. I would say, for the beginning of concept, like when we decided we want to do wander, to kickstarting wander, and fulfilling it, I would say what three and a half years, Heath. Uh, yeah, three to three and a half years, oh. because, like, don't get me wrong, that's, that, that, the first year was more of us playing around with the idea and just putting paper on a table and rolling dice and watching how terribly that went. Uh, <laughs> designing your first board game's fun. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, we worked, we worked off and on, uh, it for about a year, uh, based off a Kickstarter that we did, like, way before then, just for some metal models based off of these characters that were just for fun, and then suddenly people were like, where's the game? And so we were like, all right, cool, let's, uh, let's see what happens. So for about a year, we were off and on, and then once we realized, like, guys, I think we, we've actually got something, and we started pouring some more money on it, we, go, we went to Adepticon, um, I think two and a half years ago, and um, showed it off, and people were just like, this is amazing, this is the game of the show. And, we're like, and we what? cried. We cried big happy nerd tears. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. We cried, we hugged. It was emotional. Uh, <laughs> and, um, at that point, we started seriously dedicating some time to it, and I think that was around the mark where we were about two years from that point. Uh, about a year or so from that Adepticon, we did the Kickstarter, and things went really well. And then, um, yeah, we we are where we are now. That is not what I was expecting you to say. I've known people who have gone 10 plus years in designing their... Kitchen. <laughs> oh, other well, games. No, no, but... t Tim, your, your house is always a work in progress, <laughs> yes. according to Nancy. It is always a work in progress. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're proudest child, you know? Like, one of our friends, he, he took 10 plus years yeah. to... 
of going back and forth, just trying to make because he he cherished this game so much that he wanted it and to getting be, it to the right company and, and getting yeah. it to the right company. So to hear that it only took you guys three plus years. That's, well, it also that's helps that cool. they 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 started the company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they started yeah, their own also, company. To do it. No, this isn't our like it wasn't our neither of our first rodeo into this in a way. Um, it was our first rodeo as our own individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Heath has been doing art for companies for several years. I was working behind the scenes at CMON uh, for four years or something like that. And when we first started at CMON, when I first started there, there was only 10 of us in that company. <laughs> um, so even though I officially, on official standpoint, I was doing the video production and Kickstarter trailers and stuff, um, there was we all shared a lot of hats. So I was part of, you know, playtesting stuff and kind of became a litmus test because they realized I was very much a target audience. And then I got to learn the entire process of what happens from idea of a game to publishing a game. And I got to learn along the way of helping be kind of a background development on a lot of these projects. Mm -hmm. And on my end, I was, like Jonathan said, I was designing characters for companies for years. And um, that helped me understand it from an art director standpoint of like what's involved with uh, designing, not just design, because like, a lot of people can design characters and they do it unbelievably well. Um, there's a lot of beautiful designs out there. The trick is designing a character to be turned into a 3D model is a whole different game. Because you got to think about angles and molding and casting and all these sorts of things involved in it. And so after about seven years of designing things for other people, you know, I realized that I've got enough knowledge, I've got enough connections, and I know enough casters, sculptors, you name it to be able to do my own models and stuff like that that was a possibility so when i kind of decided that and jonathan and i were good friends at that point we both kind of looked at each other and went like we can we can actually do this can't we and um you know when you take over a decade worth of combined experience not to mention all the industry context that we know that gave us advice and gave us input and you know directions along the way it's it's the, the, the craziest thing about it is the shocking amount of knowledge we have now that we compared didn't to have. Them. Yeah, compared to then. Like if a lot I knew, of sink or swim. God, so much sink or swim. <laughs> um, basically, we threw an anchor tied to us out to sea, and we're like, we got it. Um, <laughs> I, I said so, a lot of our uh, success so far has been due to just raw determination. I'm <laughs> just not giving up and just giving everything we have going 10 you know up to 11 at all times sheer insane willpower um uh and at the beginning stage dumpsters of money uh like that's the thing is like we so you know we poured our own money into this we got uh help from friends and family and um we're thankful and obviously all of those things have paid off we have a board game out there and we're actively selling it and we are on our third game design now so it's it's been there's not there's not uh, the list of people we need to thank and that we owe this to, not including our backers on Kickstarter, who threw, I think, before the campaign ended on the actual Kickstarter, was $175,000. People were throwing at us. We got up to two fifty, dollars I believe. Yeah. Um, we, I, I mean, that was for a game company that didn't exist. I mean, outside of our experience and our marketing and online uh, appearance, we still raise that amount of money for all this stuff, and it's it's still kind of psychotic, psychotic to me. Like, I don't, part of me, like, kind of doesn't believe it, but then, you know, we store a lot of our uh, shipping stuff at uh, Jonathan's house, and I'll walk into it and be like, oh my god, that's a menagerie of models and boxes. That we've got. <laughs> <laughs> this is magic. 
And, you know, like Heath was saying, it's uh, I think a lot of people don't realize um, how much money you have to put into a project before you even get to Kickstarter. Because um, you can't just go to Kickstarter with an idea. We had to, you know, well, by our own funds, make one copy of Wander, essentially, right? We had to be able to show the game. We had to be able to demo it to people. We had to make our own version of the game before it could go to mass production. And you can't, and you have to self-fund that before you get to Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. How much does something like that cost to self-fund a working copy of Barnacle Bay? Oh. Oh. I don't want to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, did, did you have to take out a I, home I'll, loan? I'll, 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 I'll give you a short idea. It's in the five-figure range. Okay. Okay. All right. It's in the five-figure range. <laughs> for, for, um, one, for one box to get proof of concept so Kickstarter will take it. Right, yeah. Well, well. It's, it depends because there's, there's two ways to get a proof of concept box. There's build it yourself or work with a manufacturer in China, which the China option is way more expensive. Um, the China option is literally like – so that's what uh, major league companies that have a lot of disposable income up front, like you know, we're talking Fancy Flight, CMON, those guys – um, they're going to China and they're getting uh, basically most, they're putting down a deposit on their game being made and getting all of their tooling costs and stuff done ahead of time. And with that, they can get prototype copies of the game made, no problem, that look professional. Versus in our case, what we had to do was go old school and build it ourselves. So we went to a caster and got models hand sculpted by Patrick Keith who did amazing work and then got those casted and then we have resin cast copies of our models and then we have the box that we had to physically like use other game boxes and then wrap it with a Barnacle Bay thing and then that was our demo game box. The tiles were literally tile like cardboard tiles from other things that we had to cut up and shape and then apply our layer of our art on top of that as well. It's not an alien concept in our industry. There's a lot of smaller guys like us that kind of do the same thing. But we, when when I say, like, we have a copy of Wander that's, like, we physically made it ourselves. <laughs> and it's actually funny, like, most of the t- skills I got from being able to make that base box, I got those skills from my mom. <laughs> she... <laughs> She um she actually she went to uh, Auburn back in like the seventies for illustration and back then they didn't have you know computers and and they didn't have a lot of fancy printing presses they had to make a lot of their stuff by hand themselves and the trick was rubber cement they take rubber cement they like put a layer on dry on two things and then once this it dries for some reason put those two sides together and apply a little pressure and they are permanently cement sealed to each other forever. And, uh, yeah, that's essentially how we made our tiles, our cards, our box, everything. And I took it to Kickstarter, and now we're here. And yeah. it's been super awesome. And we're kind of nuts uh, making our first self-published game being a gigantic miniatures board game dungeon crawler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. I, would, I, I would not recommend doing that. Um, so it's very nice that our next self-published game is a miniatures board game, but it's I like to say it's the happy medium between party game and dungeon crawler. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Shovel Knight, Shovel Knight is not as co- like depth. Like uh, I wouldn't say it's like a simple game, but it's much more like. It's easier to pop open and just play, and it's got that almost party game environment, stabbing your buddies in the back, and really creates the retro video game feel, was 100% what we're going for, um, of people playing Mega Man together, or Mario, and especially Shovel Knight. We really wanted to push that home for this next upcoming project, and 
It's 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 been super exciting. It feels a little unreal that uh, I've gotten this or we have gotten this amazing <laughs> license, um, just because you know, it, it all of this is still kind of se- seeping into becoming reality to me. I almost kind of have this like imposter syndrome, like I'm making this all up as I'm saying it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Shovel game has just been so much fun to work on um, that we started. We got to run demos at Adepticon for the first time. And that's always a bit of a nerve-wracking moment where you have this design, uh, you've played it a lot, you like it, but you have no idea what the public's going to think. And so we got started doing demos, and the demo tables were full all day, every day, throughout the entire show. And it's just been very exciting. Uh, Luckily, you know, a lot of people do already know about the license, so they see our big Shovel Knight banner, and they're like, oh my god, Shovel Knight! And they jump in on a demo, and they're like, this is Shovel Knight! Oh my god, this is fantastic! And that has been extremely rewarding. Um, I, mean, I mean, we've had similar luck with Barnacle Bay, though. I mean, the first Adapticon we went to, we were demoing the game non-stop. And, like, I mean, people who demo games at shows know what that what what physically <laughs> that does to you. But the excitement of, like, you know, if it was a game that we didn't create, the the energy would be so tough to deal with. But because it's our own thing, our own our own baby that we produced... Oh my god! Like we we go eight hours and we forget where we are and what's happening, and that's why uh, Jonathan's wife Liz at shows will run out and grab us a sandwich or something so we don't die. We <laughs> would because we'd forget. We'd be so excited about showing off this stuff that we're working on that we'd all of a sudden get to the end of the. I remember one day Jonathan tapped me on the shoulder. He was like, "Buddy, the hall closed." And I was just like, "Ah, uh, ah!" Uh, and <laughs> I almost collapsed right there because I was like, "Oh, I haven't stopped doing this for six straight hours." <laughs> You did. You guys did look exhausted at <laughs> And then what's also been very, uh, very exciting experience with Shovel Knight in particular is, you know, Wander was all of our ideas, you know, all of our own creation, and we knew what it was going to look like. With Shovel Knight, it's been quite different. Um, one, you have to get everything approved from a licensor, so that's uh, been a crash course for us. And Yacht Club Games has been extremely helpful. Um, but if you're a fan of Shovel Knight, you know that this is a pixelated video game. And now uh, we're taking all these pixelated assets and turning them into 3D models and using classic illustration to recreate these stages. Um, Shovel Knight does have a lot of 2D art for the characters. Um, so a lot of the characters we had already had uh, 2D reference material of how to create this from you know pixelated character to 2D illustration character to, uh, to actual physical model. But a lot of these assets, um, like such as the stages, it's been quite interesting to see how do we take this pixelated stage and create it into a classically illustrated uh, background and tiles and so forth. And that's been uh, Heath has actually been in charge of all that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is, which has been really cool. Um, it's really cool to see like you play the video game and then you have then you go to and which is all you know from a science pers- perspective. But then we have to take it and bring it into a board, which is a top-down perspective, and take <laughs> from pixelated assets into classically illustrated. But still, uh, Heath has done such an amazing job. You can look down in the tile, and if you're a fan of the video game, you know exactly which stage you're at. And it fully represents the IP. Well, I'm going to have to go out and play Shovel Knight now because I, I've seen it in passing. I haven't really... Uh... But it, the game sounds great, and, and you said that it's going to be out hitting Kickstarter late June, early July... You yep. did mention something else. Did you want to talk about something else a little bit before you go? Yeah, so so we have Wander, you know, Wander's out, Shovel Knight's coming, 
But what's around the corner after that for us is very exciting. Um, we are the design house for an upcoming game called Men in Black Ghostbusters Ecto-Terrestrial yes. Invasion. Oh, my yeah. God. Hey, two great tastes that taste great together. Oh, my Ghostbusters yeah. and Men in Black? Holy yeah. crap. This is going to be published by IDW Games. Um, mm-hmm. They are doing all the publishing, manufacturing. Um, we are super excited and lucky enough to be the ones who designed this game. We actually did not finish the design of this before we before Shovel Knight. So the release of these games is in a different order of the design work. So it's a little confusing in our heads of thinking the order of what's coming out. But it's, <laughs> yeah. But um, so I can tell you that about that game is. Really, really exciting. Um, right after you finish Wander the Cult of Arnold Bale, I was like, you know, I, don't, I think we want to do something more simple, another big box board game. And then I got offered an opportunity to work on Ghostbusters Men in Black, and this is another big box epic board game. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> and, it's, and it's really awesome. So the story goes that there is um, an alien ship has crash-landed in the Ghostbusters firehouse creating a huge explosion, mixing uh, ecto, ecto, uh, ghosts and aliens, creating ectoplasmic alien hybrids, now known as ecto-terrestrials. <laughs> the uh, MIB and Ghostbusters have to work together to take care of these new threats. Mm-hmm. The, um, the, MI- the MIB have uh, power cells that are hard enough to penetrate the alien skin. The Ghostbusters have the technology of sinking to PKE levels. So they weren't using their tools together to take care of these new threats. Unfortunately, when you get many of these big personalities together, as you know from the Ghostbuster films, the Men in Black films, <laughs> they're all quite very individual big personalities. Rarely do they all agree on what's the best course of action. Uh-huh. Um, so this is a one to four player comp- uh, co-op competitive dungeon crawler. It is you. There is you're each playing as a team, so one player plays as one MIB and one Ghostbuster character. Um, then each player has their own team, and you are trying to take care of the threat of the ectoterrestrials on the board. But you also want to be the one who captures the most TTs to gain employee of the month status, <laughs> to gain the better loot and better gear. Um, as it as, uh, But the problem is, if you are not working together at all, the game will also win. So as opposed to most competitive games, there's not like a way where the AI wins. The AI will definitely kick your butt if you don't come together at some point to work together to take care of the threat. Um, in the game, uh, it is competitive, but it's a little bit less PvP, I'd, I'd like to say, because a Ghostbuster wouldn't try to kill another Ghostbuster or MIB agent, right? Yeah. That's not in their nature. Yeah. But they'll definitely do some shenanigans <laughs> and try to make themselves look in a better light. So you can't directly attack each other, but what you can do is use gadget cards to maybe gunk up one of their weapons, steal their battery cells, make them trip over and fall, uh, steal points from them. Uh, one of my favorite ones, which is very iconic, is the Men in Black Neuralizer, the little flashy light. Uh, you can- <laughs> You could come up to one, uh, one of your rival uh, teams and go, pew! Oh, you remember those last five points you just got? No, I actually captured those ETs, and those were my <laughs> points. And you go, oh, yeah, you know, you're right. Let me adjust my points, and you can take those from me. Um, so it, it, is a, it is a load of fun. There's a lot of really, really, really cool mechanics, and is going to have an amazing table presence because of one of the core mechanics is there is a big dice tower that's on the table Ooh. that represents mm-hmm. Ghostbusters firehouse with alien ship parts crashed into it. Oh. 
the dice tower is fully it starts the uh, each scenario starts the game with x certain amount of dice preloaded into the tower creating almost uh maybe a kerplunk s tower but or like jenga s tower because it's not like you know pegs you pull out there's like uh slats kind of creating <laughs> chambers in the tower okay so after a certain amount after each round uh, of the game, uh, you, all the characters check the hot sheets from Men in Black, uh, also known as the tabloids. The tabloids create events that happen in each scenario, so, uh, uh, recreating iconic scenes from both franchises, such as the Librarian, the Scorelli Brothers, um, the uh, curbside squid baby delivery, all those <laughs> things. And each one of those has a symbol on it. There's three different symbols that represent the three different PKE meters levels of the ETs. And if any of those symbols gets a three or more, there's another explosion out of the firehouse. When there's an explosion of the firehouse, you're pulling out one of those slats and a certain amount of dice may fall out of the tower. The symbols on the dice represent different, the different core enemy types and those dictate which enemies are spawning onto the board. Oh, cool. I like that. The random nature of the, of the dice dropping down, giving you what you're going to face next. I like that. So you could get a little or a lot. Yeah. yeah, and the more events happen, the more slots come out of the dice, and if the tower ever fully empties, it's game over. The game gets overrun by ETs, and you guys do not work together at all and come together and take care of the threat of the ectoterrestrials. Um, it, it's it, The game surprisingly, like, it's super fun to play and super simple, but it surprisingly got very tactical. Like, yeah. each decision you make has... Pros and cons. Like, all right, I can go over to this objective and try to be the first one to get it. But if I get over there, I'm going to get attacked by this guy. Or maybe I should go this direction and just try to steal this guy's points. Mm -hmm. Right? And at what point do you decide, okay, we this is getting pretty close. I don't want the game to win. Mm -hmm. So at what point do we work together? And all the characters have, like, if my Ghostbuster can attack the same target as another player's Ghostbuster, we can decide to group up and cross the streams and blow up more things together allowing both of us to share the point uh share the points but only one of them getting the getting the rewards for capturing ghosts okay that's cool yeah so now there's now, a lot to the game yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, so now you yeah, said there, that, there's just so much going on it's like i'm trying to picture this in my head and i'm going holy shit so is that one also yeah. going to kickstarter through idw or is that going to be just produced in-house and I, I don't think this one's actually going to Kickstarter. Okay. As I said, this is all decided by IDW. Gotcha. Um, as far as I know, it's going to be a big Amazon pre-order. And yeah. as opposed to having a bunch of stretch goals, it's going to be, if you pre-order the game, you're going to get all this amazing bonus stuff. I've seen that more and more nowadays. A lot of companies are raising that base level pledge or that base level goal higher on their Kickstarters. And they're just saying, hey, this is all the stuff you're going to get flat out. This is the deal. Yeah, because sometimes stretch goals can get a little too, I mean, there's a like, you can go really too heavy into stretch goal and just say, I'm going to put in a dollar and then wait for the stretch goals to hit and then start, okay, how far do I want to go in at that point? It's like, if you give people, you let people know what they want up front and they go, hey, I'm, I'm going to get this. But part of the, I think it's like part of that little junky vibe in your brain that makes you want to like gamble and go, I, I want more, I want more. And and mm -hmm. in, in Kickstarter, so it's it's it, you got to walk that fine line between too much and too much like a novelty where you're right. stretching to try to get this one massive thing at the end, or mm -hmm. if you're gonna just trying to put out a game and, and and get that quality game out there with everything you need, and just say here here's what's gonna cost you. Yep, 
and and you know from from our perspective there's it, it's a, it's a bit of a game you play mm-hmm. honestly it's that you you make a baseline cuz here's the thing is like we we need the money to make the game on yeah. Kickstarter <laughs> like that 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 is it we aren't doing a pre-order system it's nothing like that like we're we're truly the sense of what Kickstarter is which is a small company raising money to make an amazing thing mm-hmm. uh, but that then again at the same time in this industry there's a certain amount of game playing you do and studying the big boys tactics to like be able to make a big successful Kickstarter to be able to give the people what they want. There's there's a thousand different ways to approach it, but really when it comes down to it, we're going to try and treat it as respectfully as possible and do what we need to do to raise funds and get this thing together to make the most amazing thing we can um, without doing any kind of like underhanded tactics or anything. Like I, I think you've succeeded in that with Barnacle Bay, and I'm hoping to see that that, that happens with Shovel Knight, and mm-hmm. I'm very much looking forward to Men in Black and Ghostbusters. So When when is Men yeah. in Black and Ghostbusters available to demo? What, what upcoming uh, We will actually start seeing um, that? We're speculating. We're working on that now. We're talking with IDW the past few weeks, and we are planning to have a full-functioning demo at Origins. Um, you can come see the, what it all looks like. We're very excited um, for those who haven't seen any of the press material, you also know that this is a very cartoony chibi-style game of these characters. Yeah, Katie likes, so chibi. Katie likes chibis. You got her there. Yeah, so uh, it's super, super fun to see Chibi Vinkman, you know, backstab Chibi Egon and uh, Jay. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. I can't wait to see chibis. I, I don't know if we can talk about all the models that will be involved no, in it, can't. but I know. But there's, God, there's so many fun freaking ones. Not to mention uh, the hot sheet events. God, the the art from what we've seen. <laughs> we're art, not going to. You don't have to neuralize everything. us or anything. Like you don't. Have to... <laughs> <laughs> um, neuralizing is not far enough. No, uh, that, everything we've seen between the sculpts and the art and everything that we put into it, it's going to be incredible. Like I'm, I'm genuinely like Barnacle Bay. Obviously, we were ecstatic because this is something we've made. But because, like, the other half of things, like, all the art assets, that's off of us, like, we're kind of getting this brand new thing that we know we're involved in. It's so freaking exciting. I can't wait to get our copy. Yeah, it's a very new experience for us because, you know, with Wander and Shovel Knight, we've been involved, like, we've seen it physically change the art style. Like, anytime we get a new piece of art, we're printing it on a piece of paper, making prototypes and playing on the table. Uh, With uh, Men in Black and Ghostbusters, we finished the design. All we've ever had is just paper grids and proxy models. And we've never actually seen a physical version of this game. And Origins will actually be the first time we get to see what this game actually looks like. Your game. <laughs> you get to see it for the first time. Yeah, we're, we're, we're very much looking forward. To, we'll be out there at, at, at Origins for the first time, actually. We'll, we'll be there. So uh, we're, we'll be out there and we'll definitely come out and visit you guys. So uh, Awesome. I believe we'll be booth 530, which is like dead center of the, uh, the convention hall. Oh, see? Nice. nice. Prime real estate, right? So Right next to the electric goth music <laughs> <laughs> hopefully so so um okay so what we're gonna do here guys um if people want to get hold of barnacle bay or i'm looking at shovel knight and uh ghostbusters where do they go uh panicle games is where you can go ahead and buy all the barnacle bay goodies um we're very active on our social media at um you can search wander or facebook.com slash games um, those are the best. We're very active, and there's also the Facebook community, uh, Wanderers Guild, run by our amazing Logan Johnston, who's been amazing at community management and social media. Um, if you're looking for the game, you can buy it on the web store. You can ask your friendly local game store; they may have it, or they may be able to order it from us or the distributor PhD. 
Cool, cool. Well, uh, well, guys, thanks very much for hanging out with us today and then really going into Barnacle Thank Bay, you. Shovel Knight, and, and Ghostbusters and, and Men in Black. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing all of them. Awesome. Thank you guys so yeah. much for having us. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. We always love talking about this stuff. Thanks again <laughs> for coming. We're off for a quick break to grab some drinks, but when we get back, the end is near. Avengers Endgame, that is. Since most of the planet's seen it by now, we figured it was safe to get all spoilery. Coming up next. GameMat.eu creates mats to game on. Bring your games to life and conquer the mightiest cities or discover long lost realms. Each battle mat is made from the finest rubber-based mouse pad material, so you can simply change your tabletop into a battlefield in no time. You can get your mat in a variety of sizes, plus you have your choice of resin terrain to add to your mat. Game on with GameMat.eu. Welcome back. We finally get around to discussing our thoughts on Avengers Endgame while Katie tests our knowledge of the MCU with an impromptu game show. Spoiler warning activated. And now we're back, folks. Yes. Welcome back. Because now we've had the Jonathan and Heath show. Uh, Now that we've had that, we're going to talk about Avengers Endgame because we can now uh, because everybody's seen it. If anyone hasn't seen it... Screw you. Yes. Wow, thanks. Thanks, Alien. But if you haven't, turn it off because we're going to be spoiling the crap out of it. But um, right now, I think with the billions and billions of dollars that it's made, I'm going to assume everybody on the planet has seen it. And if not, or the ones who, who haven't are in like a hunt, hut in Bora Bora. The ones who were going to see it have seen it. And if you haven't or seen it. Or they don't listen to us. Or they don't listen to yeah. us. Yeah. I mean, that could be possible, too. There. We're not as maybe if we had those we're numbers not as for global. listeners. Oh my god. There would be some podcast money there. That, there would be. There would be. That sweet, sweet podcasting money. Mm, yes. Because we don't get that. We I mean we, we barely have I mean our podcasting money is what I can find in the basement before we start podcasting. That's it's, it's the change found in the couch cushions. Yeah, pretty much. After after the hosts leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because well, yeah. You still consider yourself a host. I don't know how this works. We're all hosts. No, you're not. Yes, you're just you're just somebody who speaks into a mic once in a while. <laughs> you're not a host. I don't know why you, how you give yourself this. Oh credit. yeah, are, I'm are, totally a host. In are, fact, you, are you feeling devalued right now? I hope so. I, I am such a host that they serve a glass, uh, a shot of wine with it too. That's a Catholic joke. I didn't think it was going to go. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Oh, are you talking uh, about that's it? They, they can't all be chimps. No. Yeah, None was, of them are. That was Chimp. definitely crickets. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not putting... I already gave him sad trombone. He's not getting more crickets. Guess what? My post-production days of sound effects are, are waning. Oh, I don't I don't like thank those. Thank goodness. Well, that doesn't matter. You, you were doing... Listen to it anyway. Not post. It was pre... It, oh, it no. Was, during production, well, you would yeah, do that. I, I, no, I, I'm done. You're like, that wait, wait, I've got this. Hold you know, on, I've I'm got d- something. Wait a minute, I got it. Wait, it, it, it. and then you go. Burr, 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 burr. That was it. Hey, that so was actually not a bad cricket. Go ahead, do some more. Do some uh, more crickets. I, I used to be able to do, go snap your fingers. That's a, what is that? I used to be able to <laughs> do a, a good bee? one. Is that a B? <laughs> I used to be able to do a good one, but I can't do it if I'm smiling. Dude, you're waking up. <laughs> well, yeah. So sorry. <laughs> 
Yeah, I can't, it's been it's been decades. So apparently, you, you have not gone to the you cannot you have not gone to the uh, robe guy school of cricket making because yeah, no. he's the he's the professional. I used to, but you know, probably before robe guy was born, I was able to do a very good cricket. So, but that stuff know. wanes in like junior. I got high an school. idea since um, since you know, Endgame is kind of old by the time this airs. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, what if we did some Endgame trivia? We've we've got the buzzer still. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. Sure, why not? Because okay. Katie seems to have s- we impromptu found, game time. So found some questions. So. <laughs> All right. Okay. I got to sit right. up so I can see the lights really quick here. Hey, no, you... I want the siren. Oh, you don't get the siren. I get the siren. Well, how do you get the player? Don't you have oh, the answers? That's right, she's answering the question. Well, if you all don't answer, then I no, get to answer. Wa- oh, Watson's pushing. You know, that's the sound of you got it wrong. Yeah, exactly. The, that is, there we go. Good. All right, okay. all right. All right, first question. Robert Downey Jr. and this other actor were the only two actors in the entire cast who got to read the entire script. Who was the other actor? Chris Evans. Correct. One mm. point for you. Oh, I Captain gotta, America yeah. knows all. He's, I got to record all this. He's an adult guy. Yeah, he wouldn't have. Done well, in case you don't know, we're playing an, an Adventures Endgame trivia uh, because everyone has seen it. And if we talk about it, eh, okay. no one's going to worry about it. Because they don't let uh, Spider-Man have anything because he like. No, no, no. Tom, Tom Holland. Yeah. <laughs> he spoils everything. So does uh, Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo does yeah. the same thing. It said here, Tom Holland was actually only given his lines. His lines. Yeah. After he didn't even know who he spoiled previous films to the point of it becoming a meme. In scenes involving green screening, he didn't even know who he was talking to. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I did love that scene where um, he, he, woke, you know, he came back mm-hmm. and hugged. Um, Iron, Iron Tony. Man. Yeah. yeah, that was the sweetest thing because like yeah, this, Tony this is, is just, nice. This is nice. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Tony was so into the hug, and I was like, oh well, my god. Now, in in general, <laughs> this is the fact is it's only five minutes for yeah. him, so he was yeah. gone yeah. and yeah. back. Yeah. So this is five years of no. just pain and well, anguish. They, did know. they said yeah. this thing in the in the movie, which I'm not, sh- which was kind of weird. They said they were in the other place for five years. They knew time had passed. And they said, because that was what he said. And then all of a sudden, the Doctor Strange guy said, okay, they need us now, and started doing No, he said thing. he no. was gone for five minutes. He yeah. basically was oh, snapped okay. out. Yeah. And he says, I remember going away and then and coming then, back and then, and then, Doctor then jo- Doctor yeah. saying they need us. So, yeah. It, oh, okay. So, it was five yeah, years. Yeah, Doctor Strange yeah. did explain what happened. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Doctor Strange knew what happened. Yeah. Of, okay. all yeah, and he teleported million, them. 605 different ways. And only one of them was a success. Yes. Yep. And of course, that was the one. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the other 14 million movie, uh, well, he, 604 movies sucked. Well, yeah, but he got to see that. You know what? That's actually a lot of big jokes for the fact is the reason that uh, the movie made so much money was because Dr. Strange saw it six, 14 million, 605 times. <laughs> okay, question yes. number two um, The new Asgard. Is in Norway, mm-hmm. but where was it actually filmed? I'm gonna let Jean answer this one first. I believe it was in the United Kingdom. 
Georgia. Toronto. <laughs> Can you be more specific? <laughs> I don't know. I was just I, making I'm, something I'm pretty funny. sure that it's Scotland, but it could have been Ireland. But Scotland! I'm just, I was just say, I was yes. Scotland. Scotland for Gene. <laughs> See, I never looked up any of this trivia. <laughs> oh, neither did <laughs> I. I wouldn't know anything. I, don't, I, like, I know nothing. Ask me about something that happened in a movie. I, can, I know. That's I what I'm answer. saying. Yeah. yeah. So, not, not with that being know. said, how did you guys feel about Fat Thor? I liked him. I liked Fat Thor. I thought it was good. I thought it was kind of hubris. Like I liked Lebowski, but I yeah. like I wanted I wanted it to be where once he started like participating in that, that you know, being an Asgardian, like something like amazing would have happened, or as that soon as he it. got like his oh. armor. Or something. No, I didn't want that. See, that I, that's exactly what I was glad they did. Yeah, I'm glad do. they did. Yeah. I'm glad they still they they just they gave him a little break. Kept braids. him fat. They did keep yeah. him fat. Yeah, <laughs> and and. The, in the new uh, suits that they had, too. The new Avengers suits that he was still fed. I mean, it was funny. There were a lot yeah. of people, though, who were, like, up in arms because they're like, being fat is not funny. And, you know, yeah. the, and we are going to all of the yeah. jokes. That is going to be our one That's one of our big yeah. topics next. Yeah. Because they were talking of fandom. Yes, because, yeah, they were, yeah that, the, that, you know, people who are depressed and that, it's really difficult. And, and it's like, that's not what but we're not were making doing. Fun yeah, they were making that. Yeah, it's. Yeah. You're looking. We're taking this god, mm-hmm. this god, which, okay, there was a Big Bane episode that, that aired bef- the day before Endgame aired. And it. It was hilarious because Bernadette said she the only reason she wanted to sit through the three hour movie was for Thor's abs. And <laughs> yes. And that was hilarious because it was they fat had, Thor. They had no idea. <laughs> yeah. There's no idea it was gonna be fat Thor. You got to see uh, Thor's abs. Yeah. <laughs> with a with a uh, guac bowl on it. It, yes, exactly. Yeah. No, I was I was okay with that. I I think that yeah. people are going to react differently to something, and, mm-hmm. and there was pe- there were people that that yeah. It's there's, it's, there's yeah. one question they yeah. never answered in Endgame. What? Why wouldn't the Hulk show up in Infinity War? Remember the, the whole big thing they of they kind of like, they, they kind of touched on that uh, when they were talking about Banner and doing the Smart Hulk, where he spent the time to to work with it. He says right. that he was just being pulled out to be they, like I, I'm trying to think of him as a disease or a parasite right. versus someone that coexists with me. Right. So they would only bring him out when it was when it was beneficial to them. Right. So they wanted to find that equilibrium. So when all they would do is. You just want me to come out and destroy things. I right. don't want to do that. But he had a reason, though. He had a, a stronger reason than that. Because every time he would try and get him to come out, he'd be like, "No." Well, yeah, but that's still was, you're, you're yeah. Still, but look at like the beatdown that he took in Ragnarok. I know, but that the Hulk takes a beatdown and keeps going. Usually, well, that's yeah. The thing, so. But and, and to be honest, if you go back and if once again, if you decide to dig deeper into it, is Hulk. Hulk, the thing about Hulk is the more damage he takes, the more powerful he gets. Right, yeah. He gets more. Which he shouldn't have been yeah, but knocked that's, out at any point in fights. But, yeah, yeah, but once again, for storytelling to go forward, you need something yeah. like that. So, yeah. All right, well, let's, let's, let's go with the next question because we're gonna, always going to go off on a little bit of a tangent for a little discussion on something each of these questions. Something that happened but, in hey, the movie, please. Yeah, I know. Okay. Where was Thor's hammer made? The Davalier. Is that right? Yes. Okay, great. Well, it's, Yay, <laughs> That's a made-up word. Yeah. All words are made up. Yeah. No, it's 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 the around the dead star. It's yep. the, the Davalier yeah, with the, the giant dwarves. Yes. The, the star that goes dormant. At least I think that's how it's if pronounced. The rings don't spin, but starts right up as soon as they spin again. Hey. It's like uh, It's a big machine. Be quiet. <laughs> 
No, the reason I brought Stars this question grow. up, mm-hmm. I loved the scene where Captain America picked up the hammer and Thor yes. screamed, I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's funny because they're saying that there were some theories that in the Age of Ultron that Captain could have done it. But, but chose not to because he right. didn't want to show up. Well, that was the funny part when he yeah. did it and the Hulk was like, or he wasn't doing it for, I mean, that's the thing. If it was somebody who was worthy, the Cap should be worthy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, and, that, and I mean, so. that's why he was chosen for the mm-hmm. super soldier serum to begin right. with because mm-hmm. he had yeah. the, the heart. If anything, he was more worthy than Thor was for At that Thor's time, family. too. At any time. Yeah. I, I, is there a time that he wasn't more worthy? When he was a skinny little guy, had he found Thor's hammer, we but would you, have had Thor. You know, when, when that happened uh, in the theater, though, it was li- literally when all of a sudden you saw Mjolnir go, fling, and you yeah. saw it, he was... And, of course, you're thinking Thor... Because you don't know who's safe at this point. Right. And you're like, is, is Thor going to die? Is Thor going to have Stormbreaker shoved through his chest? Right. And as Mjolnir is flying around, and then it just passes Thor up. Right. And goes whoosh, right in it. And the, the, the theater just went nuts. Yeah. Went right there. Like you heard a gasp of, yeah. yes, yes. And when, when Thor says, I knew it. And it was just, just everybody, everybody yeah. in the theater just was like, it was it, that, that entire third of the movie at the mm. end there that entire fight scene was incredible so it was actually kind of funny my daughter is a huge um spider-man fan and tom what's his name fan and so when he came back she gets emotional at these the from the moment spider-man appeared on screen she cried all the way through to the <laughs> end of the movie and, and not just sitting there silently crying happy. No, big, fat, ugly. Oh, I knew that this was there. going to emotionally wreck oh, me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was so funny. That was just her version of the yeah. emotional wrecking. Like, oh. Yeah, this, this movie was an emotional roller coaster. It was, it was between laughing and crying mm-hmm. or just like, God, that's a gut punch right there. Mm-hmm. They started off with a gut punch with Clint's family just going vanishing. Yes. And yeah. you're like, Oh yeah, that's where we were when all this happened. Him turning Punisher. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So, all right, what do we got? What's the next one here? I can't hold on. Take a, take a pause. And <laughs> um, okay, 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 okay. Right. End game is what number film in the MCU? Ah. She she yeah, busted. She, she got me. Got me. 22. Correct. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Gene gets the third point. I've got no yeah. points. Now, speaking of 22, we're going to go off on a little tangents again because yep. each of these questions worked out really well. But th- th- what I do find amazing with this was that being the fact that this was the 22nd movie of the Over MCU. Over like what? A, how, 10 or 11, 11 almost years. Almost 11 years. 11 yeah. years. And the way everything came together at the very end to mm-hmm. just seal it and say that this was the cap to right. all mm-hmm. 10 years of, of the last MCU. Of that story. Arc. And it needed oh, to be story three arc. hours. Yeah. And it needed to be three hours. But, I, but they I, said that, that Spider-Man Far From Home is officially supposed to be the, supposed last, to be the, the last, last of the... Of of the yeah. So Because you're going to start talking it because you go back into that. Now, anyone who hasn't seen the the trailer for that, I mean, I'm looking forward to that because they're, they talk about the potential for multiverses. And right. I'm oh, yeah. very interested. I hate yeah. multiverses. I hate multiverses. <laughs> So now that what's interesting, but, are we, but, but aren't you happy about Loki? No, I hate multiverses that much. Oh, 
It ruins Star Trek. It's going to ruin Loki. No. It's, it's going to ruin the Marvel MCU. It can't because it hasn't ruined I the comics because the comics are all multiverse. Yeah. I yeah. hate movie multiverses. Yeah, but the comics, the them. reason they exist in there because they just keep hopping around. And to be honest, in half the movie here, they jumped around between potential timelines yeah. and different, yeah. like, oh, yeah. different and multiverses. It's not, yeah. would not have been in my ideal situation. <laughs> that, but, you know, that was either... You, if that would, if you didn't go into multiverse, in the multiverse theory, you'd have to kind of go along the fact that you'd have to go back in your own time stream. Right. And time travel is wha- wacky that way. That's why they right. tried to like basically brush it off and say that doesn't happen because right. guess what? It doesn't. Time, yeah, time travel doesn't work how it works in Die Hard. Time travel was in Die Hard. Ant Man says like Die Hard because in the movie oh, okay. where they're going through the. the the jokes that yeah, oh, okay. God, you, it was not that long ago. <laughs> what? When when they were going through Back to the Future, they were, they were talking movies, about so Back to Terminator, and he says Die Hard. Yeah, he gives, oh. he's a Die Hard. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, it's not that. It's still, it still burns in my heart. I I, I thought it was a great movie. I, I enjoyed I it. I thought it. It, yeah. I thought it was a great end to the to the thing, and, I, and it couldn't have ended any other way. I don't. Well, think. I agree. It was a it was a great movie, yeah. and it was a great ending to. 11 years of you know <laughs> blood sweat and tears on everybody's part yeah. where you know we we faithfully watched and absorbed all of these movies and they faithfully and gorgeously made them yeah and, and i gotta say they they all felt even though that you had different directors along mm-hmm. the way they all felt coherent Within their theme, within, within their, their yeah, within their, yeah. And, so. and of all the movies, I think there was all there was no major stinker. There was right. ones that were less favorable than the rest, right. but you you put twenty two movies. Is out anybody there and, else watching Agents of Shield? Ah, uh, no, no, because no. oh. I'm trying to figure out where the hell this season is going that it fits in the universe. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah, that's the thing is now. I'll <laughs> we'll, just make it a multi. Now, speaking speaking of that universe, is there with the new Disney the Disney stuff that they're doing? Yeah, they're creating these yeah. new series that that Kevin Feige said that he is actually, they're going to be more involved right. in the universe. They're actually taking, like Loki's got his show, Bucky and Falcon have their show. Right. So they're coming in and doing, the, and a lot, and also uh, Wanda and Vision. So they have WandaVision. What, WandaVision didn't come back though. Exactly. So the question is, where is this coming? Uh, where is this taking place? I mean, place? It, could, it could be the time frame in between like civ- like Civil War and yeah. Infinity War. Find because out, yeah. there were years. Yeah. yeah. Like, I guess, wasn't it supposed to be like years? Yeah. Like it was, a, it was a big chunk of time It was a chunk then. of time. And it, it will be interesting to see how they do something like that. But the, Kevin Feige has come out and said that the Disney Plus channels are going are plus shows are going to have more of a uh, more of a a, a, a parallel right. and a shared universe with the movies versus what they did with uh, with Daredevil, with Punisher, with Jessica Jones. You know, I, with yeah. but I like that they re- referenced those things happening in the city. True, but because they cool. couldn't, it was like weird because they were saying like in the old ones, you really you referenced the green guy, the gods, and stuff right. like that. You never said Hulk. You, even That's in true. Even yeah. in even in uh, Shield, Agents of Shield, there were tie-ins that were loose. Yeah. So like like when Thor came out, they didn't have the, the rights staff, to those found, characters, so they just when Sif showed up yes. for an episode. Yeah. yeah. So you you've got stuff like that where we got, but now the new ones, of course, are going to be more in ingrained. So you're going to have more cohesiveness. Right. But the, the the fact that you got 22 movies that all 
had their own story to tell, but yet mm-hmm. still kind of tied into the new, the bigger mm-hmm. narrative. Right. And even of those 20, 22, one or two were less well received. Right. But you got to have a less well received. But none of them ever were like, oh my God, that was horrible. Right. Yeah. I mean, Thor Dark World is the one that sits in my mind. It was not one of my favorites. I, I, it, you know, I liked it, and I kind of... It, it didn't feel like as much of one of their movies. And, like, another one that kind of didn't feel like it fit as well was uh, Captain Marvel. It, ha- it had a oh, smaller yeah. feel to it. It felt like a different movie franchise. I think, well, I think Captain Marvel was intentionally different because... Yeah. Of you know they put it in a different decade, and it was and it was like the and it was like the energy because other other you know like Captain America was in a different well but you didn't but you didn't but you didn't didn't have the same people all you had was like Nick Fury right but I mean (laughs) it just felt like it was a different it it didn't feel like the same type of movie well you know what I mean well the thing about the thing about Captain Marvel is she went more she expanded more into the cosmic. Right. So where we started seeing the cosmic, we we started seeing small pieces of it with Guardians. Right. So Guardians opened up that cosmic doorway, but you're still fighting human people. Right. Now when you start, and then when two came out, you're fighting more celestial beings and stuff like that. You're going to, the new stuff is really going to get bigger because you're going to start seeing that cosmic stuff. I'm hoping Galactus shows up in the venture. Because Guardians 2 doesn't really tie all that closely into the no, universe but it still either had big feel to it. you know it was like it, it, there was just something about the cinematography and the storyline that made captain marvel feel like more like it was a not on the same level i mean the special effects and everything else was good it just felt like a smaller film it's it felt like TV compared to a movie, you but know, it just, and thing. I don't know why. I, I did feel I really loved Captain Marvel. I li- I, I really liked the movie. It just didn't feel the same. But maybe as it felt it, like but... more like at the beginning of the eleven years, you know, how we felt back then, where we were getting introduced to some of these characters. The, the beginning was Iron Man, and that was very Marvel. That was that's kind of where <laughs> where it set the tone. It was just so big and obnoxious. But I and think everything. part of that though is because they chose the right person to be yeah. Iron Man. To take yeah. to take a oh, secondary God. character Not and make him stand up and be ever. in the front. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and, and and I think that if they hadn't chosen Robert Downey that it would not have made the impression that it did. Right. Because yeah. he just he became Tony Stark. He became he redef- Iron Man. He redefined Tony Stark because Tony yes. Stark was kind of a meh character, kind of a little bit well, he boring. Was, he was a third and, tier character in yeah, Marvel alone. And made was, him interesting. He made the character, the, the the Tony Stark persona that he created was so much more interesting. And then they gave him, made him Iron Man, which made it more fun. So, the, you know, adding the charm, adding the, the humor. The funny part is where you keep seeing Robert Downey Jr., looking at all these much taller actors eye to eye in these movies. Like, okay, you're five, six. And he's like looking at Chris Evans <laughs> head so, so on, the, so, or even slightly taller so the, than him. So the Iron Man suit had elevator shoes. In <laughs> no, uh, Tony's shoes had elevators elevator in them because he'll be in a, you know, a, a hoodie. And all of a sudden he's taller than people. Mark Ruffalo isn't the biggest of guys either. No, is he? he's yeah. not. No. But, and it's okay for him to be a little bit shorter, but it was, it was funny that they kept stacking up Robert Downey Jr. to be like, He's 
They made it, him look like he was six foot three. They've been doing that to Chuck so. Norris for years. And, and Tom, Tom Cruise. Yeah. And Tom Everybody's Cruise. standing on yeah. boxes. So, yeah. All right, Katie, what's the next one? In what room? And I'm going to bring this question up because this is going to be my heartbreak moment of the movie. In what room did the Black Widow receive her training? The Red Room? The Red Room. Oh. <laughs> Tim gets one. <laughs> I seem to. I, I, I did not to remember one that. or two Black Widow audiobooks. So, yes, the Red Room is where she received her training, and that was that scene itself. That wrecked me. That yeah. was the start of Just the wrecking. <laughs> Absolute the start of the wrecking because <sighs> I was not. I'm so bummed prepared they killed her for off. it. She yeah, one me, of my absolutely yeah. too. But yeah. you, well, I was you know, gonna say we lost four permanently. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the thing about that is when she went, when they went is to Gamora go get the, really gone. Well, no, no. She's the new Tony. Gamora. Yeah, Black Widow. Right. Um, Vision is dead. We lost still. Vision, and then there was another one that we lost in the previous. Gamora was too. died to get the, well, Gamora, the soul Gamora, stone. Gamora, Gamora well, died like to the, get the Soul Stone, well, but Gamora talk, 2012, yeah. and then. 2014 but is she, now running around. But she kind of ran off, so we don't know So that's know the question is, is yeah. did she go with the snap? Right. Although, but it could be interesting. If, if Black Widow is dead, Gam- the original Gamora is dead. Yeah. Yes, the original Gamora the original. is dead. Yes. 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 But the, yes. The, the, and the original Loki is dead. The yes. Back in time exactly. one. Um, because, yeah. Again, with all those people destroyed, with, with their rules and of time travel, though, wouldn't it have to be? Or we, is we lost, like, no. even though he's still alive, we lost Captain America. Exactly. Yes. Right. We lost. No. Yes. But no, so even if, you wanna, even if you want to consider that Gamora is, is right. back, it still was four. So the right. time travel thing is weird true, because, yeah. remember, Nebula, so future Nebula killed past Nebula. Yeah. If that's the case, that shouldn't work. But because of the multiverse theory, ah. stop. Because so, but yeah, and, and actually, the thing is, you don't need a multiverse. I mean, it's a scientific theory that people were throwing out. But my thought is, where does all the energy come from? So, it, like, like they were saying, okay, you've got these infinity stones that created the universe, and if you don't take one of those infinity stones and have it where it is, if you take it off and bring it to another timeline, it splits off. So, does that mean it creates? Five more infinity stones for this universe, and an extra one for there. That's the, the, for that. But that's the thing. It. The whole thing with the multiverse thing and, is and like, where it, does, how many does it stop? How many where, branches? Where does everything in the universe come from? Where does the matter and energy and life force that makes an entire universe that splits off, and now you've got two universes? Where did all that come from? And that's where I think it's like. That's where I think the whole multiple universe, the multiverse concept breaks down, and I think. I'd like to write a sci-fi book where it's like time is like a river. If you put a, 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 a boat in a river and let it flow down and then you pick it up and bring it back and drop it back into the river, the river doesn't care. What are we doing? Don't, you're, you're, you're supposed to be just not pretending that I'm doing yeah. this. <laughs> you're electrocuting my ear bones. There we go. <laughs> okay. They're done being electrified. How okay. about that? So. See, if you just kept if you kept speaking, we could have done that silently and not welcome behind the curtain yet again because that's the kind of podcast we are. So we're talking behind the curtain. Yeah. So yeah, they don't hear that. You you just did that. I was I was doing that because it was yes. Okay, thank you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Thank you for your. This is the universe. But I mean, the the thing is though that I think you should just be able to go back in time and kill your father because you're. 
in your past, in your personal past, that you had the father. Now, the fact that you went back and killed him, it doesn't matter if it's continuous because that person was still there. So you wouldn't have duplicates. You'd just be able to go back and mess with time. And each time you travel, you just make the universe weirder and weirder. And that would be pretty cool for a story, I, I would think. Where it's like you don't go back in time. Well, they've done that. They've done that with quite a few things. But as far as Black Widow, in now let's go back to Black Widow because that was where we were going with this. Red Room. I know. Red Room. Well, it'll be interesting because she's good. Yeah, and then, well, well, once again, that's more that's more discussion that we could have for the toxic fandom discussion. But um, it's just it's it's interesting. It's I mean I I could see it coming uh, because I knew that with Clint and his family, the two people there. It was like yeah, so, once they got onto the planet. Once they got on the planet, and we realized what was going on, we're like, "Well, we knew oh, somebody was going to go. Shit. Somebody was going to yeah. go. She's going. Yeah. You know, well, and, <laughs> we knew it. The thing is, had they actually pulled the, the people in the theater and said, "You know what, Jews who should sacrifice themselves," I'm pretty sure Clint was going over that cliff. Because I mean, as far as interesting character, Black Widow is way more. Interesting well, yeah, but still, Clint. it's 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 the thing is. You're looking at it, the one person she's sacrificing, I thought her sacrifice would have been greater. Because she, the one, he's got his family, regardless of what ends up happening with the Avengers, the Avengers can go. The reason she, the reason she's writing the ship, she's getting the red out of her ledger, she's doing that by trying to do good things, being a better person. So she thinks that, A, she's going through life, she can't redeem herself. No matter what she does, she cannot get rid of all the horrible things right. she's done. And and she also knows and loves Clint's family, yes. too. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's a well, kind of a family friend. Yes. I mean, if anyone was like besties, yeah. like yeah. in, in the Avengers, it's those two. They they those were the two, yeah. tightest of any of the like kind yeah. of pairings. But yeah. I do wish they would have... Hulk and Black Widow would have made up before. Yeah. I wish there was some kind of... There was no closure for me in that regards. So I, I do wish they would have spent like 10 seconds and been like, we good? We good? Great. Okay, move on. I think that would have foreshadowed her death. Yeah, I do too. Uh, mm. Yeah. I Because I th- I, then Hulk could be really at a loss. Yeah. She's gone. Oh, and, well, and because remember, he even, he even like, I'm, uh, yeah, it's like, I, because I'm trying to get her back. And even even when he did the snap with the glove and the new gems and everything that they found in all the timelines. Right. I know, but everybody else in that movie got to say goodbye. Yeah. You know, I feel like they didn't get to yeah, say but so, yeah. I, I think the scene in the restaurant kind yeah, of... Yeah, it does. It makes it more gave tragic. Gave it a little bit. Well, I, I think the scene in the restaurant, you could tell that they were they were, they were kind of cool with each other again. Hmm. Meh. I, I think yeah. that was their, their little... Maybe not what yeah. I would have chosen. But then again, the whole, I don't write the whole, yeah. the whole relationship mm. thing anyway was kind of manufactured yeah. for the Age I of Ultron and stuff. And it's fine, but it's... it's <laughs> cute, yeah. Because when she he, put... I, that's something so romantic when you kiss somebody and push them in a pit. Yeah. <laughs> I, still, yeah. I still love Thor trying to soothe Hulk yeah. like the Black Widow would. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's, it's so, okay, big guy. Oh, yeah. No, 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 <laughs> now we're going back to Ragnarok, so let's get back to the okay, next question. But now that was still done. really like it yes, was funny. That was funny. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. The what game were Fat Thor and Korg playing? 
Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah, Point for Dave. <laughs> Back to Fat Thor. Fat Thor. You Fat can Thor. cosplay him now. I can. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not fat. Oh, you can cosplay him now. It's just actually. You should cosplay the you, rock guy. You two Korg? All you need is yeah, the You should cosplay Korg. Yeah, yes. so you fun. just need a Lebowski wig and sunglasses and those gloves. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You can start a revolution. You can hand out flyers. Pamphlets. I do. I did love the Hawaiian shirt that Korg was. Yes, Korg Meek. It, <laughs> yeah. was, good to see, it was good. To, good to see that Korg oh. Meek and Valkyrie both all you made totally it. Totally carry around a Meek too. You can have pan, pamphlets for a revolution and cart around Meek. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Don't, don't even get me started <laughs> on that. Oh, <laughs> that is, I'm. That would I'm, be the perfect fat guy costume. It's going to replace Fat Mario at, at the conventions now. Is Fat Thor? Fat Thor. It is going to replace. <laughs> or it's going to be like, fat guys like in no the shirt. Horrible ratty hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, it, it's it is kind of nice to see that you don't have to because that's the thing is some people really fit the mold of some cosplays. Right. You look at the really. The really guy, the the guy with dark hair, really buff. Oh, he's Wolverine. Right. Oh, he's got mutton chops. He's Wolverine. So he just takes his shirt off and runs around with his the claws on. Claws on. Plus, yeah. the guys that look like you've got the people that look very similar. Right. You can't. Yeah. You, you know, and while you're very inclusive in cosplay, you can be whoever you want to be. You right. can be whatever you want. Um, but it's it's a little easier for. To, that's why I hide in all my costumes because I don't think I look like anyone in particular. I don't. No, you don't. So, yeah, there's you nobody don't. in particular in movies that I look like. So, I don't but know. But with a wig and sunglasses. <laughs> I could be I could be, you, you could I could be, be Lebowski Thor. Thor. Yes. Lebowski Thor. That's Lebowski. what I thought like, when, Thor I first, when I first saw him. I'm like, like walking in with the, the beer can. And then I'm like, oh, my God, it's the big Lebowski. I saw that, too. That was funny. Yeah. And, it, yeah, and then you'll have the people that were com- that would kind of complaining about because like you said that people were oh it shouldn't be you know what it's just your your kitty's right it's you're looking at a god who let himself go because he feels that he's failed he fa- yeah he, he's he gave he's up. lived for 1500 some odd years yeah and this is the first time he's, he's lost ever his lost father, he's, he's lost his mother he's lost his yep. brother and he he's could lost and he lost his half he lost people. his home planet yeah, he yeah. lost yeah. three quarters of the people, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, because he so. originally lost half of everybody from the snap, the, yeah. Yeah. no, no, oh. from from the decimation after yeah. Ragnarok, yeah. and yeah. then and then probably more than half. another half took well, from the snap. Yeah. The question so. is where they all went in first place in Ragnarok, or not in Ragnarok in Infinity War. Where did right. where did Valkyrie? Where did they go? But that's hey, that's fine. They got away. Maybe yeah. a pod, maybe a ship got out. Maybe they just well, went. I, there were two ships. No, there was just one big ship. There were two ships. Yeah, no, just the one. No, but I'm sure that they probably fired, whatever. However they got up, they he, got up. Yeah, I he, mean, you can't. Yeah. And he, they probably don't count the people who died in the battle before he, they kill off half the crew. Yeah. So they probably go in and it's like, okay, there's 200 people here. We'll kill half of them. Yeah, but remember, they, they by the very end, Thor is in the ship and they basically snaps the power stone and, and he blows, blows up, up the, the ship. ship. So where did those people go? Did he say where did they leave, come from? Leave, yeah. go, whatever. They didn't. They just blasted. That's true. They so, should all be dead. Yeah. So the question they is either have all a. Been so gone. either a. They were they they got out early. Right. They got out early. Maybe they were scouting. Who knows? The what the yeah. The only, the only other ship reasons. they had was that little uh, the Run little about. one. Yeah. yeah. It's like a little bit. A little bit of yeah. The little, so, the little uh, it looked like a a um, frisbee. No, uh, it looked like a Necron. Um, 
Doom Scythe or whatever it was, the little round ship yeah. that they flew in, the red and orange one. Oh, oh yeah. Jeff yeah, Goldblum's the, the, the ship. laser ship. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, well, so either way, they, they got away. So that's, I mean, right. you get, anybody can nitpick into a movie to find out, well, there's a plot hole. No, well, it's not I a plot hole. It's just something you didn't see. Be quiet. Didn't that one like crash down and then they set off like the fireworks in order no. to distract people? No, they, that was the cha- ship that was chasing them crashed. The fireworks were just. Were, were flares to celebrate like, his birthday? Yeah, yeah, I know, but they they set him off on Asgard. No, they, the, at the end of the movie, they showed that ship do- docked with the great big one that they were flying away in. It was on oh. the top of it. Yeah. Once again, so. back to Thor okay. Ragnarok. Okay, Katie's yeah. got, Katie's got the next question. <laughs> it kind of sticks with Thor, though. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> we got more Thor talk coming. Everybody from Asgard refers to Rocket as this animal. Damn it. Dave. Rabbit. Rabbit. <laughs> rabbit. Everybody refers to him as a rabbit. I do like so that. So there are apparently no raccoons on Asgard. There are no raccoons I, on my Asgard. Mind, my mind went to Trash, trash Panda, but trash that was panda. Yeah. That's yeah, but that's what Quill. That's what Peter Quill calls him. Yeah. Yes. No, he's, he's, ra- he's rabbit to everybody on yes. Asgard. Yes. Because they're chasing him around after he takes the uh, he, he takes the ether out of uh, out of Joe. Yeah. Out of, you know, ex- they said speaking of Foster. Uh, Jane Foster is she did not come back for this. She no, did some she voiceover work and that's about it. And that's okay. reused scenes from Thor Dark yeah, World. She did oh, she okay. said she would never do another after she did this Dark World one, she says, I'm never doing another one of these movies again. She just did Well just she was like, I just think they're trash, I'm not gonna do it. So Yeah. I mean she did like, come back for the vo- some of the voiceovers, so right. I'm assuming either she's paraphrasing I, what she said a little bit. <laughs> I don't <laughs> well, it's pretty close. Jody Foster. You're taking some liberties. Maybe there, from buddy. her almost namesake, Jody Foster. Jody Foster hates Mar- the the sci fi the, the sci fi yeah. movies, the any of the superhero movies. She thinks I they're garbage. Contact, I think they're yeah. Well, yeah. Contact was amazing. Well, yeah, but that's not one of the sci-fi <laughs> movies or the, the, the movies she's talking about. She's talking about the superhero genre, the whole uh, idea. I mean, and you know, that's hey, art is what you make it. It's like you, if we enjoy it, it's great, whatever. Um, you, everyone has their own own taste in it, but I mean, but a lot of people love this. The going back to Thor, Fat Thor being sure. on Asgard. Yeah, <laughs> I loved when he hooked back up with his mother. Oh yes, I loved that whole scene where. Well, because he didn't get that closure, and no, he didn't get to do Again, any of that stuff. He gets more closure, <laughs> but yes, this was exactly something that he needed to help him out. Yeah. And and when she came back and said, "Eat a salad, honey." Yeah. <laughs> well, it was it was very cool because yeah, I'm I'm the I'm the the daughter of witches. I mean, the, that she's like, I can tell you're not the Thor that. You're not this Thor. Yeah. You're a different Thor. And then they got meow meow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, where he got that? I'm but, still worthy. Yeah. Well, remember, of course, Captain had to put that back too. And yeah. there's a there's the big questions about what he did to get those stones back. But hey, that's a, that's another movie. Hey, that you can could, make that another movie on its that, own. That could be another movie. Yeah. That's some fan fiction. Right yeah, that's there. Just, or or just it could it just die, be man. its own TV show. Yes. Yeah. You know, on Disney Plus, they could just have them run around. <laughs> For a season, a single season. Well, it would be interesting to see how he got the Soul Stone back. Did he just walk up to Red Skull, his arch nemesis, and just give it to him and say, here you go, you can have this back, put it back in the pit, whatever. I, yeah. You, because you can't get, you. those are permanent. They, they've come out and said that both the deaths in the Soul Stone pit are permanent. Are permanent. So, so essentially, you could just give it back. I'm assuming it can just go back to where it came and another sacrifice must be made to get it. Or, or... Can somebody just 
if somebody has a soul stone, can somebody go to that planet, sacrifice themselves, and now they get the soul stone? What? Well, no, because you can't. You, you can't <laughs> if it just teleports from wherever it is in space and time, just goes to the new oh, owner. That no. would be a mess with your head. No. You're like, then then you just every time uh, Thanos is getting ready to snap, just just toss somebody over the cliff. No, and take the <laughs> just stone away. Snap. Damn it. No. Okay. Okay. So one more. All right. Sure. sure. Okay, because you two are tied. <gasps> oh, oh no. tiebreaker. Or unless you come in and sneak and, in. And Tim, you could fuck this up if you want. <laughs> yeah, I could fuck this up. yeah, Tim's good at fucking things up. That's okay. great. Yeah, that's gonna happen. What MCU movie was being filmed at the same time as Endgame? He was actually. I know. I thought yeah, he I know. was. Yeah. Yeah. Dave. Captain Marvel. Ron. Whoa. Eh. Gene, would you like a try? Um, Black Panther. <gasps> Ron. Oh. Tim. Uh, I don't know. Spider-Man Far From Home. No. I don't know. Ant-Man and the Wasp. That was oh. going to be my next oh. guess. <laughs> oh, what movie happened at the same time? No, no, no it was filming. Filmed. Filmed. Because remember, they filmed the Infinity thing. War and this mo- and Endgame, Endgame at the same exact time. Oh, I didn't know So that. they were done before Captain Marvel. Oh, but, okay. But yeah, because Captain yeah. Marvel was filmed, she was filming her parts for Endgame yeah. before they did Marvel, Captain oh. Marvel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I that's just, why I the first time she had shown up was, was in, that's right. why she looks yeah. so different. Because, right. and of course, time. I did not enjoy the haircut. Eh, that's, but that's straight, yeah. out, of, that's straight out of the comic. Know, it was okay. It's, it's straight, something we're just going to have to accept. Once again, straight out of the comic, so it's a little yeah. bit of just a comic fan service. Ex- that's all it was. But at least Rocket was like, Called her out on it, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it was kind of. I mean, in the comic books, she's gone through the, the different. She's got the really short blonde hair. That's right. that was one of the, mm-hmm. the. Ever since she's come back as Captain Marvel, I did. I'm, I like, did scream like "fuck yeah" when all the women. Oh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I did have that moment. But that's part. Like, of, that's yes! part. Of, that's part of the big. <laughs> one of the big complaints is that when. Not big complaints, a mm. complaint. Once again, right. going back to the whole weirdness, because somebody's going, going to complain about something. <laughs> is when they came through, there was a big heroic. Yes, this is all the women of Marvel. This is all right. The only one that wasn't there, Black Widow, because she was dead. Right. So the one that started the one fe- the one female Avenger who started it all couldn't be there because she sacrificed everything so everyone could be there. Right. Yeah. So there's something a little more powerful than that. Let alone the. How are you going to plan this? How are you right. going to? There's no oh, way you could. I loved all of the people coming through all the different gateways. Yes, yeah. That, that like cool. I was so excited that I'm like, yes, yes. that like, was that was yeah. real excitement when yes. that was happening in the movie. I'm and like, of course, yeah. of course, is this everybody I'm goes vibrating through? my what? chair? It's like, wait, you want more? Mom's like, wait, you wanted more? This is fucking awesome. Yeah. But yeah, Can that, we it, talk about one quick sure. thing though before oh, yeah. we take another break? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, you yeah, you yeah. feel free. This is a vendor um, stock. We so we played the game. Rocket, oh, who won? Rocket didn't get snapped. <laughs> Shouldn't Rocket be dead? Rocket didn't get snapped? Ro- so how old was Rocket before the snap? Oh, he's a cyber he's a yeah, cybernetic. He's a he's, but he, he did always mention that he had a shorter lifespan yeah. than everybody else. Well, yes, but a shorter lifespan he is still so still had a raccoon lifespan. So, so another five years on top of that. I don't know. He's not, not really dead. A, he's he's been he's genetically he's modified. Genetically modified rocket so raccoon. All so. kinds of experiments yeah. were done on him, so he could not a he single gray know. hair on him. Well, <laughs> he looks good he for his age. He still looks fantastic. Yeah. He doesn't look a day over fifteen. You know what? They were gonna they were gonna let him die, but then 
Bradley Cooper did the Star is Born, and I thought, you know, we can bring him back. <laughs> All right. Well, Dave and Gene tied, and Yay! Tim is we our need, Tim we, is our loser. We that's need like a my theme. That's like my theme of the weekend. Yes. Tying. I came yeah. third. <laughs> Good, congratulations! You, you, you are you the are first third. loser. Good job. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, yeah. So uh, in, in the end. Final thoughts on on Avengers Endgame. We what what did you did you like it? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Oh, did I you, loved it. Great oh, movie. It. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. So managed not to pee through the whole movie. Uh, I yeah, agree. me too. We totally dehydrated ourselves before. Yeah, yeah. don't don't <laughs> totally drink dehydrated. before the movie. Nope. You're good. Nope. Yeah. We saw. I it. actually had a, a kitty size soda, and I made sure like I like peed right beforehand. Like no, while the I, previews were going and on, you've got I the went cup then too. Small, so if you're tiny, like, oh, this is a good spot. Small right. tiny cup of water just to keep the mouth moist. That was all we did. Rinse and spit. Rinse and spit. Like you're in the dental office. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was Sorry. funny. We did have somebody in the theater that did wander out. And then oh, the guy the, sitting the, the right woman next just to laughed me. at him as he walked out the door. No, and I was like, are you serious? <laughs> Come well, on. And then, of course, there was that per- the this. person who got the uh, cell phone call, and the guy just turned around and goes, Lady, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> so immediately the phone went away. Yeah. But but yeah, it was I, I yeah, is as a movie, I think it, it was everything that I could have wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. In that time frame, everything happened. Uh it wrapped up things very well. Yeah. Plot holes aside, hey, you're always gonna have t- with time travels involved, you're always gonna have some little plot holes, but not yeah. you know what I'm going to enjoy there the many. movie. There, I mean, no, really, no, they weren't. I, I cried for Iron Man multiple times. Oh, me too. Me too. Multiple oh God, times. I loved Morgan. She was so adorable. She yeah. was so yeah. adorable. That scene where he's but, outside her tent. And his his talk with Pepper after he solved the problem. I'm yeah. just like yeah. Yeah. We yeah. know what's gonna happen. Oh God, we know what's gonna. <laughs> She's tearing up yes, as we're I talking am. about him. <laughs> it's coming back. Yeah. It is. Because right. like just that that moment, the talk between them, you know that more people were gonna die. Yeah. 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 So yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was. <laughs> oh, I was. It was. It was very yeah. much an emotional roller coaster. Because I did not me, want yeah. him. I wanted him to stay home with Morgan yeah. and Pepper. I really yeah. wanted. Yes. At that but moment, he, I was that, like, he don't wouldn't be go. To, but he wouldn't be Tony. Yeah. I know. Yeah, because he said that you're not going to be able to sleep if right. you do. If you don't do this, you're you're not gonna. You're just right. gonna be. You're yeah. gonna drive yourself insane. The, the one one plot hole that mm-hmm. at first I didn't think it was, and then later on realized it was was the one where they had those wristbands that were supposed to let him... Yeah, the GPS. But they had that big thing that he had to make to get them this big time tunnel that they made to send everybody to where they were supposed to go to. Yeah. And they were... And when everyone came back, they had to come back on that platform. Yes. Except when they decided to go... Yeah, Captain and, and Iron Man to go and get the... Or yeah, no, yeah, those two. When to Cap- go back into the 70s. Yes. They still... Okay. They go... To the other side of New York, grab well, some but pin they particles. They use some pin then, particles. Yeah, that's th- your plot hole. No, well, well, yeah, that is pathetic. No, plot hole. The, <laughs> one, the one was well, why did they need that machine? But that's to travel to, that's if to they get didn't back the to their origin point. Yeah, that was probably the origin point. So maybe you can hop around okay. throughout because apparently, if you're if you're looking at that, apparently just the GPS bracelet allows you to hop wherever you want. Because seriously, they gave Captain at the end as much what? time as needed. To go and do the things where he needed to do, and so then, he's like, it should only be five minutes for us right. or whatever. But he's gonna he's gonna be hopping around, right. and we're gonna bring him back. But so he had to go to Voromir, he had to right. go wherever with just his little time bracelet, right? So and the other thing is, so do they put the bracelet? Did Thanos just like put it on a pipe on this ship no, or something well, like that to let that see, travel? The, the question space? is well, on this is you gave 
you gave basically a very sophisticated alien race who has advanced technology already. You gave them basically the idea of time travel. You think they can't reverse well, engineer and he, and, he, and he captured one of them. Yeah, yeah, he, he had them. He had, he, had nebula. Had the, he had nebula with the particles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got the particles. So a, you think that this this really super intelligent alien race right. doesn't have the wherewithal? They have space flight without even right. thinking about it. Right. Um, and so th- you give you give uh, Ebony Ma a oh Ebony Ma you give him the uh, ability to reverse engineer this thing over as long as you need because once right. again time yeah. travel right. give him as long as he needs to create it so then Nebula can pull him into this in this time and just start blasting right. away. Yeah. So, but it will be interesting to see how all everything works with time travel and stuff like that. How far Peter is forward, especially far from yeah. home. It'll be fun to see because. But as as a movie, highs, lows, uh, I was happy, I was sad. I yeah. felt it was a, a very, very fitting ending mm-hmm. uh, to the entire franchise. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and all isn't, they're going to do is they're going to just keep, pick up and go. And there's also a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 coming yes. out, too. Yes, so, so, so the, mm-hmm. the Thanos, the whole idea of the Iron Man arc, that right. was the Iron Man arc because oh, he started, okay. he went to the end, and Captain, Captain went out. Captain went out on his own terms. He didn't right. die, but he he he, he yeah. lived the he life aged that he out. gave up. Yeah, he which was kind of nice because yeah. that was he's as it goes, he's the one guy who sacrificed pretty much everything right. for everybody. Well, it was interesting because, like, supposedly in the comic books, he was supposed to age faster than everybody else does, and instead of doing that, they just let him go and have his life. I, I, oh, di- right. I did call him not returning and hooking up with Peggy. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like, yeah, that yeah. was one of those ones where I'm just like, when, like when he he's going to stay in the past. I, no, I, I saw a fan theory yeah. where they said if he if he went back and didn't move, it was supposed to create an alternate timeline. And they, they suggested he stayed with her until she died of Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and then zipped back to that time. Yes. To meet with them. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, he, and of course he didn't want. Yeah, and of course he didn't want to tell anybody. But what I when I first saw him on that bench, I'm like, holy shit, is it going to be skinny little? Yeah, little 1930s something. That would have been interesting and, and, if they made but, him a skinny small no, guy. Again. But then again, he would have brought himself into the future as a skinny little dude, so he right. had to be an older guy. So right. it had to. You work know, out. it actually makes sense because what we learned was Aunt Aunt Peggy from the one who worked for Shield and that yeah. that. She never had kids, and we never learned her husband's name. Yes, and we never saw a photo of her no, husband. I thought she had kids. No, no, oh. she no. never had kids. We never knew her husband's name. We never saw a photo yeah. of him. And so that's oh. that's so, what they're saying. That the fact is that's that, that was the theory was that he he was her husband he that they didn't talk in about his timeline, so he yes. didn't have to travel someplace else. Yeah, either. yeah. So I mean, yeah, and that's 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 an interesting thought too. But uh, as, as a whole. Yes, I enjoyed the yeah. movie. I think it was great. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Right. Um, when it comes down, I, I'll end up watching it in an Infinity War back-to-back well, to see how that works out. And it is it is interesting also because by returning the stones, all they have to do is let the time run the way it did the first time and Thanos would destroy them himself. Yes. So it's you know he's got a little time and then he crashes them just yeah. shortly after Endgame. Well, and, and you, once you start dealing once you start dealing with the flows of time and stuff like that. But yeah. But there we go. So here, oh, and, and I'm sorry, Gina, I was like just going to jump right on top of you. What did you think? Did oh, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, cool. I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, it made me laugh, made me cry, obviously made me cry. Um, and, and it had just, you know, feel good movement, mm-hmm. like moments. And it had the yes action. And, you know, it kind of just had it all. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, so it's a unanimous for here. Granted, we don't have yeah. Lathan's input on this, but it's a <laughs> unanimous uh, yes for Avengers Endgame, a fitting end to 22 movies of uh, Marvel MCU. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was great. And, and, and Jean, congratulations on our shared victory yes. on yes. knowing Ooh. Endgame trivia. And, Boo for you, Tim. <laughs> Boo for you. You know, if, if something should happen to us, then you can be the next yeah, Miss we'll America. Yeah, we'll be the next We will give yes. you the crown. Oh. We will give you the shared crown. Where do you keep the machetes down here? <laughs> We're off for another break, but when we get back, it's the usual random nonsense with Geeky Jeans, Celebrity Deathmatch, and Tim Sack. Coming up next. like to be a geek. Oh, I, I don't mean to be rude, I just noticed a sense of community and kinship surrounding your specific interests. It's fascinating. You are traveling together with other geeks. I'm simply wondering how you found the like-minded people to share specific interests. I see. You found a Geek Nation tour. Welcome back. Kiki Jean gets a question all the way from Westeros, the Wheel of Mortality takes the Avengers for a spin in Celebrity Deathmatch, and Tim Sack gets all oiled up and slid in his spandex for a sickening battle royale. Hey, welcome back! You miss us? Did you? Are you guys gonna say I anything? Was, I was upstairs with you guys. Who you were are you like talking to? Asking like our listening audience, and I was like, "Does he expect Did you guys them to answer?" Nope. Well, they answer me all the time. <laughs> hey, you know they send me messages personally. I get messages from our listeners. I don't know about you guys. They just they just email me all the time. They they email the page. They don't yeah. email you. They message the page. Oh, be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> and we all since we're all on the page, so we all get the messages. It's yeah, who answers them? I know. I answer ninety nine percent of them. You do? Huh? I answer some. Yeah, I usually try to avoid answering them, but sometimes they come up. Well, no so, wonder you know. they're no wonder they're they're bugging me so much. So yeah, yeah. But well, we're back. Yeah, we're back. I mean, I mean, for you, it might have felt like thirty seconds, but for us, it felt like an eons. It felt like eons. We were it's gone for five years. It's been five years. Only five years. So. Oh, you, yeah. Your knees are worse off now than they ever were. <laughs> Did you you're, cry? You were in a workout, Walker. When um, Scott found a five-year-old Cassie, five-year-older Cassie. Yeah. Did you cry? No, I didn't. I actually was really happy for him that she um, was, that she like that she wasn't on yeah. like the no. list of names and stuff. When, and then he went to the house, and there she was. And I, it was it was a very much warm, fuzzy moment, but it didn't make. I me cried cry. because he missed out on those five yeah. years. Wait, yeah. now well, we've just now speaking of time travel, we've gone back into the past to <laughs> talk again about sorry, Avengers, sorry. Avengers Endgame uh, again. Sorry, Avengers sorry, Endgame sorry. Again. Okay, anyway. Yeah. What were we doing, Geeky Jean? Yeah, Hi, yeah. Geeky so Jean. no, so now back. <laughs> See, we're back in the future. You didn't even notice Wait, us. Miss. Let's go back forward. Again. Hold on a second. Um, th- what, uh, my reaction was when she came to the door. I was like, oh, somebody else is living in the house. They were both sn- sucked up. They're all gone because <laughs> you don't recognize the girl. So yeah. it's just like, oh no. <laughs> so what do you think about her going back to the house and finding his daughter Cassie there, five years older? Do you think it was a good idea? Do you, I mean, did you get emotional? Um, a little bit. I actually, I was feeling bad for him because I thought they were gone. The weird thing is, you're all talking of, to time travel. What's wrong with you? All, all the all the 
baseball players and garbage men apparently were were in the half that got snapped because nobody picks up garbage anymore. Right. It was funny. And, and, well, right. and baseball stadiums. You know what? Yeah, and, nobody's oh, going to play baseball your, anymore. You had your choice of fancy cars. Yeah. 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 Yeah, which is dumb. Like, no, yeah, there no. were some things where I was like, okay, so the power's still on. The world is still spinning. The, the president would take credit for reducing garbage? unemployment to zero. <laughs> Well, in, in, a, in a five-year turnaround after something like that, I don't know if, if, if but see, that's, that was the other thing. Okay, if we're going to dig into this rabbit hole a little no, farther. No, we're not. We're going no, to No, 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 hang on. Well, I got, no, I get to say we, one we thing touch, now. We can touch this rabbit now, hole. Now, one thing. So if the snap decided to take out one half of all living things, yes, you have now eliminated half of the cows, yes. half of the chickens, half of the pigs. Right. So you basically took the resources that these people, these living things were using and having it. Right. So doesn't that make things worse than yeah. it would have been in the first place? His anything. whole plan was to get rid of the people, not animals. No. But, but no, that no, was no. the thing. Hang on. His thing was about two people overpopulating and using to using up the resources too fast. You if he eliminated half the resources, you have the same But if you quo. if you look back at when they talked to people, they said they mm. snapped out half of all living things. Right. Including dogs, cats, pigs, cows, How chickens, about trees. Grass, I don't know. Crops? Did people lose Who half knows? their lawn? Who knows? Maybe half the lawn. Okay, you go outside and, it's God like, damn it, Thanos. My my wife disappeared in a cloud of dust, but fuck my lawn. Yeah. My, <laughs> we have a wedding this weekend. Well, no, you don't because the groom's gone. No, you, that doesn't necessarily mean half of everyone, every, every group well, of people. We had, we had that, that discussion here. The fact gone. is... Either we had that, either all of us could be gone, half of us could be gone, one of us could be gone, three of us could be, whatever. It's, right. it that's not how random. it works. You could well, lose the entire podcast and another podcast. I know. Alone. <laughs> Actually, if you lost the entire podcast, it would get better. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. We're going back in time again. <laughs> and hey, those of you who want our God press kit, damn. that's exactly what it was. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Hey, Geeky Jean, how are you doing? I mean, welcome back to the segment. Hey. We're going to talk to Geeky Jean because she's got something to ask us. Yes. Hi. Our, our letter comes from Gendry Baratheon and Storm's End. And he is inquiring, you know, what, what's been going on, you know, in the last episode? Oh, not much. Well, well, not well, much. Well, well, the last couple of weeks in, you know, Westeros, you mm. know, wondering what's been going on and what we think is going to happen in you know the next month oh it's been pretty quiet around here nothing really happened too much i mean i it's it's getting colder yes so he wants to know our opinion on you know what's been happening and what we think is going to happen oh sure sure so so they're asking us to dig into the the into game Game of thrones Thrones. yes in general now this you're going to be very helpful here i'm going to be so helpful you're not going to be you're going to be about (laughs) as helpful as you were last time with the uh avengers spoilers who's the biggest antagonist uh right now i guess Daenerys? Daenerys, yeah. Daenerys, mm-hmm. yeah. His mom's name is Martha. His name is... His, his mom's her, name is Martha. Her, her name is Martha. Her. Yeah, they're going to work it out. It's going to be fine. Yeah. So. No. 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 <laughs> so, well, since this is going to air... Since this is going to air well after the season finale... Actually, we're recording... Nobody's going to care about we're gonna, you Probably not. But we're going to... Re- we're recording the day before, so we do not know... Are we the day yeah. of? The day of the season finale of, or the series finale series. 
of Game of Thrones. I mean, love it, hate it, whatever you want to do to it, whatever. Yes. I mean, it's a TV we're show. Not we're not worried about that. We're going to talk about no. controversy. That nope. is for the next nope. episode. Nope. nope. That, that is for next episode because we've we got more to talk about for that. We're not talking anything about toxic fandoms today. Nope. No. But what we're going to talk about is what we think. How do we think everything's going to play out? Because as it stands, we have an obliterated... We have an obliterated King's Landing, a very, very angry woman with a dragon, a bunch of people got burned alive and crushed by bricks and fell into fire. And most of the people left alive that are in King's Landing are her troops, the Dothraki and the, why can't I think of what Grey Worm is? What are they? Uh, They're the Unsullied. Unsullied, yes. So we've got them. And then, of course, we have John running around out there with Davos. Um, he's kind of stuck in that mix. And so we have Arya on a pale horse. And Arya's riding around on a pale horse. You've got, sadly, you've got Brienne of Tarth still sitting at Winterfell. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Ja- so, Jamie and Cersei are buried in rubble. Oh, so they're, we don't they're, know. They're dead. Yes. They're dead. If they survived, they were... They were there's a theory out there that there's, she's so still, alive. still alive. There's, yeah. There, yeah, there's a theory she's oh my God. still alive. Tyrion is somewhere. Yeah, and Tyrion's, well, Tyrion's walking the fields going, I can't believe this is this has gone horribly wrong. Lo- yeah, love it or hate it, that's where we are right now. So Gen- Gen- Baratheon is asking us, what do we think is going to happen? Yes. All right. Well, what do we think? You already said you think Daenerys' mom is going to be named Martha and everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah, I love how your glasses are down there with grandma. <laughs> that's always, you got to see. <laughs> it happens to all of us. I know. I have to usually take mine off, so yeah. I I, I, well, I feel who, for you. Tim, who do you think will get the throne? So of who's um, left? Bill. Bill will get the Bill. throne. Bill. Jelly Bean Bill. He's Jelly gonna, Bean Bill. Jelly Bean Bill. He's going to take the throne because you know. And so he's is he the Jelly Bean Jelly Bean Vander who was he's spared? The, he's the he's the. Uh, Jelly Bean King of Thieves Landing, and I think he's gonna make, he's, he's going to make a power grab, and uh, yeah, so he's going to be in charge. So, how did he survive the dragon assault? Oh, <laughs> jelly beans. Oh, yeah. Well, no. What he, what, so he fed them. The he fed the dragons jelly bean, and dra- dragons are mental for jelly beans. Yeah, they so do. Like you know what? If I kill this guy, I'll never get jelly beans again. So. Well, so, uh, that or they have a very high, they a lot of sugar, so they able to like he just threw them up in the air and as the heat. It was came more like down, cotton candy at that yes, point. Yes, yes. All right. So you okay. basically you became a dome of sugary treats. Sugar is right. very flammable. It is. So uh-huh. That wouldn't work. So, well, but yeah. So great. Yeah, I know. So, so the Jelly Bean Bill w- is going to rule all the West. Snow? John Snow. Yeah. What about yeah, John Snow? Yeah. No, he's dead. He's dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. What was so? How's he? De- how does he die? How does he die? Um, he tumor. Tumor. <laughs> so, so, tumor. Like, is, so a fast acting tumor. tumor. Yeah. So he was he was gonna go up and talk to so, you know. No, it's been going for a while. You, you could tell the side of his head's been bulging out for a while. So at some point he's gonna go up to somebody and just before he says that one thing you've been waiting for him to say, he goes <laughs> instead and falls down dead. Mm-hmm. We haven't been waiting for him to say much. He's, yeah. he's, no, he's, he's not very talkative. He's supposed to look yeah. brooding and then he's supposed he to, always looks brooding. He's supposed yes. to go up to somebody. And Jon Snow knows nothing. The, the, he knows nothing. Mm-hmm. So this chick that he loves and he's finally going to proclaim his undying <laughs> You really know nothing about And then <laughs> he does. What was your first clue? The jelly beans? The jelly bean king? And, yes. Maybe it was Thieves Landing. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. All right. Is, All right. Thank you very much. That, that was a Red Dead Redemption, yes. Thieves Landing. That was, that was the only thing I could think of. Thank you so, for participating. So we, I, I do like the idea that we're going to have a jelly bean king, yes. and Jon Snow will die before he tells the woman he loves anything. He'll anything. Just walk up to her and just, <laughs> dead. 
Okay. All right. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, that I'm was. A oh, so there you. He's heard right it. about Jon Snow, man. You've heard, it, you've heard it. You've heard it here, folks. <laughs> you've heard it here, folks. The Jelly Bean King will rule them all. Yes. Jelly okay. Bean Kings. Okay, great. Anyway, who wants to go next? You want me to? <laughs> you can go next. I like, right. I like your theories, so okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for your okay. theories. Well, um, so I I do don't think that um, Cersei's still alive. Oh, I don't um, think so. I, I think she's dead, dead. No, I think she's dead, dead too. Yeah. Um. However, and I've had this theory all season long, um, that Arya will end up on the throne, and I could see that. Um, that's ridiculous. That's one, that's one of the possibilities that's gone through my head too. Because because she may not be a lady, but damn it, she's a queen. So, see, I think that she will end up on the. Well, one of my theories is she will end up on the throne because she's going to kill Daenerys. Oh yeah, and the unsullied and Dothraki way of life is: if you kill the leader, you become mm-hmm. the leader. Mm-hmm. You you you, you would you head kill. up you would head up the call mm-hmm. and that and so they would see her as a warrior like mm-hmm. type. I think Tyrion. Leader. I think Tyrion will go back to uh, Winterfell and make sweet sweet love babies to Sansa. Um, well, because they're officially still married, but they never consummated. Do we think the Hound survived? I no, know, I no, know. he's like, dead. I'm like, I'm, I really want no, him to. No, I really want him yeah. to, but I no. have a feeling no, that's that was that was a he's hundred and fifty yeah. foot drop is, into flame. He's dead, dead. Yeah. yeah, he's dead. Yeah. he's dead. That was his life goal. Was Tim? Do you agree? Did you did you feel that the Hound's death was was uh, appropriate? It was poetic. Tim, you know what? I wouldn't say poetic, but more of a limerick. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> so, what is the limerick? <laughs> Here's the hound. He's in the ground, not making a sound. That's more haiku. That's more. That's yeah. sort of haiku, but not, yeah. I don't think so. No, that was not a limerick. Okay. Whatever. All you right. just rhyme the same last word with every other word. It, 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 uh, there's no. Okay, that was a. There once was a man from you're the right, Nantucket. You're right. That wasn't as limericky as and it should have been. Um, I don't think Jon Snow will be alive at the end of the episode. Tumor. So, I called it. He's <laughs> I, I don't. I, he may not die of a tumor, um, but I don't feel that he's going to be alive. I've seen some theories where people feel that Robert Baratheon's words were prophetic. That I have a son and you have a daughter. Mm-hmm. That Arya will end up with Gendry. Mm. I've seen people theorizing yes. that. Well. To, to and I'm like, I'm like, it, it I want sense. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sold. I'm not yes. committed to that. I want that. I would, and be, I will, I would be cool with that. And that, that would yeah. be awesome. But I, I do think it's Arya may not be a lady, as she said, claims. She's no yeah. lady, but she, she could be a queen. So. Yeah, but that, that, okay, so this is, this is my, yeah, tell you, my thought, my thought process on this is a, you're going to. I, I do believe that Arya will kill Daenerys. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I think. I that's think Arya good. will oh, kill. Yeah. I think Arya will kill Daenerys. Um, you've, you've got. I do like your idea. I do like the fact that he does. You have Gendry. You have Arya. 
They did have sex that one episode, so theoretically you could now have uh, someone oh, in the line. Not, not everything has to be about making babies. It's in in this time period. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, you need to have an heir. Yeah, you have to have the heir. I mean, that's, what, that, that's why they that's why they sent the gold company to yep. kill all of Robert Baratheon's yes. bastards. So I do like I do like that, but however I see it, I I see Jon Snow being the reluctant leader. I I do kind of. I do think he may die, but that's the... I think he may die with Daenerys, but not... I, I think either Daenerys is going to stab him or, or kill yeah. him or whatever. Um, because A, well, he's already come back from the dead, but this is what I can possibly see as being... And I see John being the king, Arya being the leader of the gold cloaks, basically the, the King's Landing folks oh, because she's not no more king's land no they're no well fine she's the leader well they're gonna just rebuild that's the king the, the, the king's guard yeah the king's guard thank you yes. the king's guard so she would be the leader of the king's I, guard i love i love how she like corrected you and was like that's fine the king's guard yeah eh, whatever <laughs> well because the gold this the, is the not gold yeah, cloaks for somebody well, no, because else the, the gold, gold cloaks for somebody yeah different. the gold the golden company and the gold cloaks are different things yeah and, so so no, i can we're yeah. so offended well well because jamie Lannister was the head of the well he was he the head of the yeah he was the head of the King's Guard Barristan Selmy was before yeah. him so yeah. yeah so I can see her because that's the position she'd want she'd want to be the the, the fighter the ones who's going to teach the new well people. she's always wanted to be a knight yes well the Brienne is also oh, potential they, as well they, yeah. yeah but now now whether or not you're a you're going to bring unless they do some sort of weird recappy thing because there's how are you going to get them down there anyway but I see John John reluctantly being the king because everyone well, likes him. You know, if it's all about sex, Brienne could be prego. Yeah, that's possible too, but that's not going. We're not going to go that direction. But because the, no, yeah, that that would be that would be really out of the, out of the. But yes, it's not I, Brienne. If they do that to Brienne, I'm yeah. going to be pissed. So once again, I'm going to say John John reluctantly takes the throne. Arya is now the new King's Guard, the leader of the King's Guard. I do think Tyrion can still be a very good hand he would be the only last Lannister so then you'd basically did you see that meme where where Tyrion was smiling and he's like I'm the tallest Lannister now <laughs> anyway so, but yeah, I, 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 he's I, the only Lannister above ground true yeah because everybody else got obliterated either in the sept blowing up or whatever uh, or got shot in the toilet but I, it would be poetic that he would survive because he has gone through the most, and he actually has, he has had the most integrity through the show. Yeah. So, and in the and there is also theories that what happens if if he would get to sit on that throne? I don't know because I think he may have what it takes because he if he would sit on the throne if he was hand of the king if he was hand of Jon Snow. Jon Snow is still king of the north or whatever. Sansa, Sansa's too, too far, too far north. Sansa just wants her little. Capricorn yeah, she wants the north. Yeah. She wants and the north. I and think but, she, she got enough of the Game of Thrones yeah. living in yeah. King's Landing. I think yeah. she's very happy with her little yeah. corner of the world. And so, and I think they'd be fine with that. And if and if, if and she'd, she'd be pleased to be the warden of the north. Yeah, and he and yeah. he yeah. would leave that alone. Yeah. He wouldn't want to rule. So. A lot of times they say the best, like Vera said, before he got burnt alive, the best people, sometimes the best people are the people who don't want it. And in this case, John has never wanted it, ever. He's never wanted He didn't no. want to be warden of the North. He didn't want to be the, he didn't even, hell, he didn't even want to be the leader of the, of the, the of the Night's uh, Watch. Night's Watch. Mm -hmm. So, 
so yeah, so it's I, I think that he will hesitantly take it, but he's such a tragic character that I think that he's gonna die. I seriously think he's gonna die tonight. I think he, Daenerys, both will because Daenerys cannot Daenerys after cannot destroying live. everything she destroyed, she cannot survive. It she cannot survive. Well, and who knows though? She may because he likes to upset us all. Well, but yeah. <laughs> It, it's but he's kind of lost the rails on this because that would be one of the things that the beyond season five things have changed drastically as far as the pacing as well as the time because they were but on a he, clock. But he has gone over all of the oh, major plot yeah. points of what he wants to happen, so they have followed yeah. all of the major deaths and mm-hmm. you know battles and stuff that have happened. So he has told them who is going to be. The ruler at the end of this. Yeah, actually, speaking speaking of uh, Martin, um, I do remember seeing him the one time that he had said that he was doing a talk show interview, and he says the one person that his wife refused. She said that if you ever kill Arya, I will divorce you. <laughs> and so that's why <laughs> go, I, go that's why go I was like, George R. Martin's wife. Yeah, so that's why I'm like I, I have a feeling Arya will live. Arya, Arya, because she needs to live. The Hound, even in the last episode, told her, don't let revenge fuel you. Look what it did to me. And, I'm she, will- and she tried to get out. And she got out. And so she's getting out. She's getting on the, out in the pale horse. And so mm-hmm. it's the run yes, out. because, you know, death rides a pale horse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now there's plenty of dead people, <laughs> so she can pretend to be dead people. Now, now what would really suck is if she pretended to be Jorah and stabbed Oh, stab Danny because remember oh. she can only wear the faces of the dead. Oh, so she can, she that's she, an interesting yeah as as a faceless man she can only wear the faces of the dead. So that's why a lot of people are going well she can wear John's face and then stab her but she can't because she John is not Tyrion's dead. Tyrion's face yet. Oh no, because Tyrion's, Tyrion's alive. still alive. Mm-hmm. She could wear Jamie Lannister's she could face. Wear Cersei's she face. Yeah, or or Jamie Lannister. Yeah, but why would she wear? I mean, or, yeah, she could wear or, Cersei's face, but that would be that she'd or be immediately burned. Euron Greyjoy. Yeah, because nobody knows he's yeah. dead, because he's he's laying on a rock underneath, underneath. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of interesting. Is how did yeah, he? She roll? doesn't even know he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, she doesn't even know really Euron. To be honest, she doesn't care about Euron yeah. anyway. Or she could wear the hound. Well, if she, yeah, or she, the mountain. Yeah, because I mean, those are people who would be able to get close to yeah. Danny. Mm-hmm. It needs to be a face for someone yeah. who can get well, close yeah, to Danny. That, I was, I was really wishing that she, that Arya's little chant would have not been saying Cersei. She would have said yeah. the Queen. If yeah. she would have said the Queen, that would have been a good tie because now Daenerys is the Queen, so mm-hmm. she would have just. So Arya is to... also really good with those throwing knives. Yeah, and with the bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's, she. Weapons. I mean, I think right now Danny's still got the Unsullied. She's still got the Dothraki. The Dothraki don't care. The Dothraki really don't care if you you go and do this da- massive damage. So you're not losing their support. The Unsullied, you could... You, Grey Worm was more or less... He had Masande. When Masande died, he was he lost it all. Yep. So he was the one that was really... And then, of course, the Unsullied are going to follow him. But, yeah, I, I think that you, you definitely... Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know because they've gone... So- so off the rails. How would you feel if no one ended up on the throne? Like it was just complete. oh, it gets split into the kingdoms yeah. again. If yeah. they make it the I'd Sopranos, be okay with that. yeah, they just don't they just walk stop away. Bully. <laughs> they just fade away. Because yeah. I I feel like 
I feel like no one deserves a throne at this point. Well, yeah, but just because no one deserves <laughs> but, it doesn't mean somebody. But you get also it. have spent ten years yeah. getting to this point, and if you don't do put somebody on the throne, that's like a waste of ten years, also. So. Well, yeah, and that's I'm that's why like, a lot of lot of people a lot of people were concerned about that because they they was like, oh, you've you've done all this stuff, you made us root for yeah, I know. Then again, they made us root for Ned. He died. He got his head chopped off. They made mm-hmm. us Ned root for Rob Stark, and he died at a wedding. You, you, they had us root for all these people and they just died all over the place. Um, so now that you've got you've got a handful of people who yeah. are going to... Somebody's going to sit on it. R- tonight, somebody is going to sit on that throne. Um, regardless of whether or not they deserve to or if it's going to piss people off. Who knows? Well, the two people that have the most legitimate claim are John and actually Gendry now because Gendry was legitimized. Well, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. If that, talk- may, that may oh. come back and bite oh. her in the ass. Yeah. Oh. Because, yes, she legitimized him. So, yeah. so he is the rightful son you and rightful correct. heir but, of, of but, Robert Baratheon. Of Robert Baratheon. But Baratheon only had the blood. Basically, she's got the Targaryen blood. Baratheon had Targaryen blood, a small amount of it, but she's still in front of him in the line if she was going to do that because she was still... Nobody is going to stand for a mad queen. No, nobody will. But but you're, <laughs> you're, you're saying that... But then again, Aegon, Aegon Targaryen, or uh, yeah, um, Jon Snow. Jon Snow, unless he dies, is in front of her. Yeah. Is in front of her because A, he's older, and B, he's the, the son of her brother. Mm-hmm. He's not... Yeah, so he yeah. just just if well, you're looking I'm at saying, but if you're going to go with like legitimate people yeah. who have a right to the throne once she's dead, those are the two that have the legitimate yeah. right. And if John is adamant and he survives about not taking yeah. the throne, I see. Gen- I, that was when you said Gendry and Arya. Yeah. I could see that. And then if she was basically from her first time pregnant. Um, and yes, I know you don't like that, but it's it's the way this medieval yeah, stuff works. I know, but it's Arya. She's I know it's Arya. She's a badass. She doesn't. You know what? I think she would be a badass mom, though. Oh. Like she would not. Like if she had a daughter, she would not stop her daughter from being whoever the hell she wanted to be. Yeah. So, but yeah, but he. I don't think she would ultimately say yes to that. But and and of course, but I don't think he's got. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's it, sorry. Sorry, Gendry. I don't know. Are you yeah. going to sit on the Iron Throne? I do not know. <laughs> All right. We're going to have to find out tonight, and hopefully, I, I bet you it's going to be the Jelly Bean King. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> well, gonna... well, Jean still has her full theory. Yeah. Oh. I, I, yeah. I legitimately think I, it's between it's it's a toss up between John Gendry and Arya. Those are the three that I think are going to end up on the throne. Mm-hmm. Like one of those three. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, I just think that, Arya doesn't want it. Yeah. But once again, doesn't want it, doesn't matter. But, but like, she's the but one who could walk her, away. But one of her idols growing up was Visenya, who was actually a queen. One of the Targaryen queens. So, I mean, she might not want it in that, but she might be one of the better people to be queen. Yeah, I... I because strategically, yeah. she is quite smart. And she would have her sister Sansa, who would advise her. Yeah, but then that means that she's being she's being puppeted by Sansa to run the entire thing. No, because Arya can always tell when Sansa's out for herself. Because remember, the 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 faceless men train you to tell lie yeah. to, to to tell what's a lie and what's the truth. Because remember, she played the game of lies and truth with people at Winterfell after she arrived there. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't. I, yeah, I, I I think I think Arya is is still she's she's gonna bleed she's, off into nowhere. I think she's gonna just become. What she wants to become. Who knows what's going to go on. I but mean, yeah. she, 
Who knows? I just she, don't. Yeah, I don't see her on the throne. But she she might be the power behind the throne. Maybe. So she maybe like, she's the hand. Maybe she's the hand. But I still say Ty- Tyrion still knows the horrible. way. That's horrible. Gendry's the king, and Arya's the hand. Yeah. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> now who's getting dirty? <laughs> Me. <laughs> I mean, she she did tell him that he would have to take off his own pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, I am not the Red Queen. Yeah. Take off your own damn pants. Yeah, so. All right. Well, we all have our theories. The Jelly Bean yeah. King. Uh, yeah. Ka- uh, yeah. Katie. Katie thinks Arya. Arya. Jean thinks Gendry and Arya. And I think Jon Snow reluctantly takes it with a little bit of a help from Arya and and Tyrion to round out his little court. So he could sit over the Iron Throne and rebuild because that's what he needs to do. And he can get Bran to come help him because mm-hmm. Bran is the builder. I, I think it's funny that you guys keep making eye contact with me while you're talking about your fan theories. And I'm looking <laughs> back at you like uh, Leah and Watson, just kind of like, do I get a treat now? <laughs> I have no idea what's going We're on. We're being polite. Yes. <laughs> I still get, yeah, I, 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 give, I give the Jelly Bean King five to one odds. I'm, yeah, I, okay, my so money's on Jelly Bean. What King. if? What if it was all a dream in Bran's head? Oh, God. Oh, and he's looking into a snow globe. Actually, oh. I, while you're no, doing this, no. I was looking oh at a God. fan theory. And, when, when, and he, so, when he's in his like coma before he wakes yeah. up with yeah. the That's where he was. No. That's where he was when he ran away. Oh, my God. It's I, not a dream. I just, oh read a, I just read a fan theory that was kind of funny where they, they go, it gets to the end of it, and they back away. And it's the kids from E.T. playing D&D at the beginning of the movie, and that's the game they're playing. <laughs> Completely different movie. I know. Okay. But okay, that's fine. Well, whatever. So whatever you think, Game of Thrones ends tonight. By the time you hear this, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones will have ended, and you'll be happy, sad. And we'll be like, holy shit, Tim nailed it. It was the Jelly Bean <laughs> King all along. From Thieves Landing. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yep. That's enough of that. From one, spin the wheel. Yeah, we're spinning the wheel. Spin so the wheel. we're going to make the. De- uh, but we we since we were talking Avengers before, uh, we've decided that for celebrity death matches time, we are going to return to the wheel of mortality. Yes. Because turn, turn, turn. we're going to turn, turn, turn. Tell the us wheel the of death that we should mourn. Yes, yes. We have the wheel of mortality here, and it is marked number one through twenty-four from random heroes and villains from. The oh, just spin it. Dolly. You shut up. I We've to, got it. You don't. Here. You can't, you, you can't and see this. And you'll say this. one name and you go. Quiet. And it's just another Be name. quiet. Go. Okay, we're going to spin this celebrity death match because we're lazy and we want to do this. Wow, that was weak, but that's all right. That's okay. Uh, oh, Nebula. actually, we have Nebula. Oh, Nebula. 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 Okay, Nebula. So let's see who the who is Nebula going to face up. Now, are we going to put, put her that in this? on the table and spin it properly? Because I can't. If I put it on the table and I shut the computer off, we have worse problems. Can you <laughs> loosen it slightly so it gets more than a half yes. a revolution? Yes. Be quiet. Go. Yes, we're going to turn it more. Punch it, Chewy. There we go. Ooh. Groot. Ooh. Groot. Oh. Nebula, Nebula and Groot. Groot. Now it will be the teenager Groot because teenager Groot was in the Avengers, the end game. We should okay. make it teen Groot. Teen That's Groot. Fine. So Groot. Wow. Okay. So we got Groot. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a pretty. I think it's Groot because he could like send his branches in and just like bust her open from the inside out I, and I'm send her that parts. Too. All over. Those little yeah. woody hormones are just coursing through him right now. Oh. Just 
ripping the shit up. So You're, yeah. So you think so, he's going to be inappropriate first? <laughs> no. But here, but here's the here, No. But here's, but here's the thing: you've got Nebula, who's already been disassembled and reassembled. She's more machine than person right, right. now. Root exploded and regrew from a branch. And she's she fell and blew up, and then rebuilt herself. With technology from an old spaceship. You know what? She just was missing a hand. No, yeah, I, I she, think she wasn't she was, missing a whole lot. I mean, Thanos pulled her apart and just left her in pieces. Well, and she in couldn't stasis. do anything. Yeah, in, in stasis. stasis. But I mean, I think the thing is, it's not like she's the Iron Giant that her screws aren't going to roll back together. No. If he pulls her apart into her constituent components, she's not going to be able to pull okay, herself so when back she together. Okay, so when she was pulled apart held in stasis on the ship when she got the guy to come over and say look at her and he snapped her neck broke the stasis she, field fell to the ground she was a, she was he was the guy was assembling her because because gamora that was gamora's thing that she would give him the thing if he lets her go oh, no but yeah and so the guy was reassembling her and and she was put yeah, back together but it was and then like she the made force her force field that was the like pulling field? her apart and then, yeah. so once that was gone well, she dropped and, and when she, she got yeah. up she started rejiggering her leg her arm right. or everything as she started walking but away she still had yeah. enough of her together i yeah, think he would like together. obliterate her yeah, yeah i think if she's torn apart, i think if you have a matchstick we've got a problem we've got we you know what? You've got you've got a matchstick no, and axe. He, he's all green wood. He just wouldn't burn. Yeah. He would he would, he would, sm- yeah. he would be very smoky. You need a lot of tinder. <laughs> and meanwhile, he'd be shooting spears through you and ripping you apart while you're trying to set him on fire. I think she's got better tech than he does. I think he, if, he, if he's to, dealing only with his woodiness, that's all he's got. I think if Gro- anybody's coming after Groot with lighter fluid and and pieces of paper and some matches, he's going to kill him. Yeah. You would need oh. something to be able to like suck the life force out of him in order to like yeah. kill him. Suck the life force out and Pass then decide. And then yeah. burn him. Spray him with leaf weed killer. Can I go back Round in time? Up. Yeah. Oh my god, you know what the geeky gene letter should have been? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been. It should have been. I named my daughter Khaleesi. What do I do now? <laughs> Okay. Apparently, try to explain or, to everybody or, what the yeah. hell happened. Or, or, the, or their animal, or so, like their dog or cat. Yeah. My daughter's name is Khaleesi, and she burned down a school. I should have seen this coming. <laughs> I, I think seen. one of my friends did name their cat Khaleesi. Yeah, eh, it's a horrible cat. That's fine. <laughs> a, okay, anyway, fast forward again. <laughs> okay, so okay. how do you think uh, Nebula would do in Groot's <laughs> battle here? I, because she's able to repair herself, I think it would go a little longer than just an instant thing, but I'm pretty sure Groot would just tear her apart. Well, she has she does have the ability to, to I mean, if she gets to a ship or she gets to some sort of, she could use a little remote control technology to bring down like cosmic fire on him. She if the if the Benatar's flying around, she's she has ways to interact. The Benatar? Yes, Benatar's the the guardian ship. Milano? No, the Benatar. The Milano's dead. Oh. The Benatar is the rebuilt is the ship. One. Yeah, that's the second one. They called it the Benatar? They did call I it the Benatar. So the Benatar, yeah. So if she has the way of bringing down cosmic death or hell, who knows? Maybe she can run that little time circuit and pull another Thanos from another timeline in. Thanos would just rain fire on little poor little Groot. You say Benatar and my mind goes to love as a battlefield. Yes, Pat that's Benatar. Pat okay. Benatar. <laughs> it's Pat Benatar. Uh, okay. Why do children go to hell? 
Yes. Well, why? All, why is chill, why is why hell, is for, hell is for children? Hell is for children. Yes. Why is because every that, time why we turn on the radio, children? we hear Pat Benatar singing "Hell is for Children," why? and we're like, "Wow, why is she so mean maybe, to children?" Maybe badly behaved children. No. If you know the answer to this, please yes. Message. Tell us why is hell for children? Why does Pat Benatar sing "Hell is I for need Children"? I know this. <laughs> on a side note, because you know we're always known for keeping things on the rails. So, uh, but no, I say Nebula. I still say Nebula. I think that she's got. She is more robot than person. I mean, she's been replaced so many times, and and Groot, Groot can grow back, but it takes him a while. Mm-hmm. So if Nebula can get him back to a sapling or getting, I mean, hell, right. he blew up. Explosions can do it. So you're telling me she doesn't have the ability to explode him? How does she do it? Because well, when he did the, the "We thing. Are Groot" moment, how much, from, how much setup did they get? Is she? Able to go to Thanos's ship and get Thanos's ship is it, no. you know well, why I mean, does she need Thanos's ship? I, when I when I think something like this, didn't you say Rain of Fire from one of the ships? Yeah, you could. I, I think I think when you say that, you I, use the I, things I picture, at your disposal. I picture those two characters dropped in, a, dropped in an arena, and you're just fighting each other with what you normally. Have. But you know what? We if we would have done Iron Man, Iron Man would have had his plasma blast. He would have had his his Iron Man suit, right? He had yes, the ability. So Gamora is never without a weapon of sorts. She shot herself in the past with a weapon. Nebula. Oh, I'm sorry, Nebula. Yeah, yeah she, there's, and, and there's too sure. many goddamn characters. And, and you could say she would probably have a weapon, but. Groot can probably get shot a few times without dying. Uh, you know, I don't know. If it's the right kind of weapon, who knows? Yeah. Because so far, we well, haven't really seen him get shot. She usually carries, what, he, a sword and a gun? If uh, she's or, got is, a, yeah, or is that knife. Gamora? Gamora's the Gamora's one the gun. Uh, get the knife and the yeah, gun. Nebula but has Nebula's probably it. versed in both because she's lost to Gamora multiple times. Now, Gamora's right. never fought Groot. Hey there, Future Dave here. Yeah, 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 I know. Gamora did fight Groot before. I do catch this later on, but the show's been light on future Dave, so here I am. Anyway, back to the show. So who knows if Nebula would have known anything to try to... Like, so we've never seen that. So if Gamora is better than Nebula, we by the trend... We would say that... The thing is, Nebula is tough, but she's, like, individual tough. Where Groot is able to take on multiple assailants, and I think that's the difference. He's able to... You know, like they did in Guardians, where he's able to shoot a thing and, shoot the and picks up a dozen guys and smashes them back and forth. And that was rather apart. convenient in those movies, though, because he yeah. only did it in a very convenient moment. It was like a yeah. Deus Ex Groot now, yeah, because that's what he just comes up and he just like, oh, I need a hallway full of guys yeah. gone. Here's this, and then he smiles at the other guys. Aren't yeah. I a good play? And yeah. they're like horrified, oh. It's like oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I well, I I like Groot in the fight. I still I th- I think Nebula Nebula's a little smarter. I think Groot. I, granted, we don't know Groot could be a rocket scientist uh, she, on Groot's planet. I don't know. Yeah, she, I, and and the thing is, I I don't. And we I don't, don't know how old Groot Nebula. actually is. I don't question that Nebula's smarter, but I don't think she has the capabilities to take him out as quickly as. He has the capabilities to take her. He up. has more brute force. He has yeah. more brute force, but I think that if given her stuff, mm-hmm. like her, basically, if you put her on that, she has the ability. I think she, if she has explosives, mm-hmm. which she's proven she can use, right? So she can use explosives. She can use blunt weapons. She can use like rifles, right? Uh, pistols of sorts. So if she can use all these things, if as long as she has those, and you can't just say she doesn't because, right. She has to have what she needs to defend herself. Right. So I think that if she gets explosives, you explode him. It takes him too well, long to come together. Okay. And but she, then wouldn't he have access to explosives? Well, I mean, no, at, because at he, some point his, it's like, 
I mean, she's never used explosives in the movies, but she has used Yes, guns. she has. When did she use explosives? Well, when all the shit blew up, she seemed to use quite a few of them. When? Endgame. Endgame. What on what? What did she use explosives? Well, on? she blew. She well, she hit the. Well, she brought the Thanos in, and Thanos blew it, blasted the shit. But the thing is, okay. you're, gonna, gonna you're, gonna, like you're gonna tell me it was like a cannon, like a so cannon blaster. Didn't. So you're yeah, gonna you're gonna tell didn't. me that she has no she she being a, a badass future space warrior chick, she does not know how to use a grenade. No, I'm saying she's. They've never shown her using a grenade, but they have shown her using her space pistol and and knives. So I would think the, that would necessarily go into it i think if you're if you're comparing things like like if you were to put captain america versus anybody else you wouldn't normally assume he would have milner because that's not really his weapon well no no i wouldn't that was because he's capable and and sure he could fly a bomber that doesn't mean he would have it in this situation necessarily he would be equipped with what he's normally equipped with i don't know i i I do think that even that he has the ability to to shoot up and do the things that he does with this like he's got now if she's fast enough she could i mean he is not he has proven that he's not impervious he's lost arms he's lost limbs in fights right yeah i mean actually to be honest now we go back gamora did rip him a new one yeah, Groot cut his got, arms off. Cut his arms off, and now his arms are gone, and he's laying on the mm-hmm. ground with no arms. No, he was standing, but he was being... Oh, yeah, he was... He, he was he, they were trying to apprehend her, they were trying he to, was still yes. being polite and nice. <laughs> uh, it wasn't a battle to the death. He was just helping his friend, so it was, and she surprised him, and he wasn't hurt, so it really didn't matter to him. Well, yeah, but he lost his so, arms, so now... But he, now, he, uh, now they proved later on that he had the ability to grow faster, but then why didn't he grow bad, faster and, from the little sapling? And you know what? And as we've seen in the other movies, Baby Groot is mm-hmm. a bit more of a dick. Where mm-hmm. the original Groot was kind of a nice guy. Baby Groot. Well, just, and Teenage some, Groot well, is well, Somebody how, looks at him wrong. He's like. You know, we don't know how the original Groot was raised. Where we no. know that, you know. That's true. Baby Groot was raised in this Rocket fucked up. And quill, Rocket yeah, and Quill. Quill, <laughs> quill yeah. mess. Yeah. So, yeah, there's probably and a little anger there. Like, like, like if you were going to say, you know. I, I, I think it would be fair to say they would carry the stuff that you would normally see them carrying. Like Winter Soldier, totally using grenades and assault rifles and things like that because he used those things on a regular basis. Um, Quinn, grenades and bombs. Quill? Sh- or Quill. Totally It's used, not the mighty Quinn. We're not going yeah, to Jamaica. Totally using things like that and blowing those up. So um, I would see him doing that. But like Gamora didn't use grenades or anything like that so i think or drax wouldn't use weapons like that he could have but it wasn't his preferred drax drax would have knives if he if he was in a battle with anybody he would have a couple of knives and he goes pretty quick so he probably would be able to trim off those trees as they came at him yeah he's like he's like the best gardener he's like go so fast yeah so. I don't like know. Edward there were all those, like, were they, were they oh, Skrull oh. or Kree and oh, that who, way. like, came after Groot and that? And Groot just goes, yeah. whoosh, and right. yeah. dead. Smashed a bunch of them. Yeah. But, which is which is funny because you see over over the movies that he's kind of limited in what he can do. He can go faster. Yeah. He can grow little the little nose appendages so he could grow right. his fingers into that monster's brain. Right. He could do that. He could, and he could just grow. He can do a just, lot of He can grow, he can so. grow slowly to stand up and get a box off the wall. So That's true. Just the fingers into the brain thing would have killed Nebula. Well, true, but he, it's death. like he kind of didn't expect that. Once again, if you're expecting to fight to the death, you're going to prepare right. yourself. I, I think that we have to give her the arsenal that she could have. I mean, because actually, if you go back to the oh, comic yeah, totally. she actually had the Infinity Gauntlet once. The, the blaster that she shot the other Nebula in the face and blew a hole in her head yeah. 
totally I see her carrying that some kind of knife or short sword I can totally see her having yeah. that I, anything beyond that because she never used it I would say I would figure she wouldn't have yeah. it I don't know yeah so, it's so at that I, point I, I why can't say, Groot have a bunch of grenades because you know? he doesn't use weapons he has never used weapons no but he could well, yeah, but I mean, he's never used it. You never guys used are it. diving a little too deep. No, now. I go Nebula. I say I still that's say fair. Nebula. Okay. I got yeah. Nebula. We got three Groots and a Nebula. Yep, I got to go Nebula. So. There we go. So, so congratulations. Uh, and you get this lovely participation trophy. <laughs> All right, Tim, we got one more thing. No, we don't. Okay. Not, no, screw this. We're not even going to do a sack today. No, we're well, not a sack. No, that's fine. And well, so, well, hey, since we've gone celebrity deathmatchy, what's let's see what what kind of segue we could, can we do for celebrity deathmatch? Here, take take do your we, sack out of there. What, do we what, have, do we no, have? we're doing Tim's sack, honey. Yeah. We just did Deathmatch. I know, but we have a segue to... We that, do? A, what is your... Yeah, that's what's yes, in the sack. Yes, okay. So, that's not a segue. Uh, that's a question. Okay. No! It's a sack. Oh, God. Because we just talk about people fighting each other. Tim, what's <sighs> in your sack? What is your wrestler name? Anybody got a wrestler name? I To, mm. be, to be honest, Mighty Tim already sounds like a wrestler name. <laughs> True, he kind of already has a wrestler. I know, already name. has a wrestler nickname. Go. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Gene. Well, you know, all of your gems is actually from Kick Your Assia, so. Her- <laughs> what? So, so she's a professional Kick wrestler as well as pickpocket. Well, no, she's she's ext- extremely acrobatic in that, and you have to learn to fight dirty and be stealthy and stuff. So and, yeah, she's and, from Kick Your Assia, and she probably looks good in spandex. So you know, Dave. Oh, see, she took. Well, she took mine. Kick your ass, I wanted, yeah. No, I wanted Oliver. Uh, yeah, Oliver, Oliver clothes on. No, uh, the uh, no. I I was actually going to go with the Bubbles McGee the third because I think nothing like a big lizard looking clown jumping in there. It's it's. It, yeah, come on. A you, big lizard clown getting in that ring. You're not a big you're, lizard you're, clown. That's very you're Lucha Dave. Libre of you. Yeah, but you're just Dave. I'm just Dave. You're just Dave. So your what is your wrestler name? The humongous head. I don't know. <laughs> the IT guy. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I Pretty had much. to put. I I looked up. Oh, when you look things up. I, no, I had no she fucking idea. Her. I had okay. no fucking idea. So what's this your, is your question. What's so your wrestler name? I put this in a name generator. Okay, run us out on. So a well, yeah, well, let's give us four name generators then, because we all sucked with ours. <laughs> I I have Gail Punch Buggy Muscle. Ooh. Punch buggy. Alright, so let's let's put Tim in there. I'll see so, you. Okay, yeah. no long ro- car rides with her. Yeah. Punch buggy. Hold on, I gotta reset the page. <laughs> Alright. Viruses all, right. all over the place. Rat, 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 rat. Let's have that and that and then generate Rio the Mangler Wilson. That would be from Mario. Hmm. Oh. The Mangler. Where the fuck is Rio today? I don't know. We're at Mario. What the hell, Rio? man? Rio the Mangler. Yes. Rio's a no-show again. Really, all you need is the little words in the middle. So, you know. The. All right. There has to be something, the. Ted the Barber, Yun. That's you? Me? That's Dave? That's what? Yeah. I'm the barber? Hey, man, I'm the barber. I'm just, I'm just I'm doing the what the name generates. <laughs> all right, and Jean. Although DFW Katie works. the Fender Bender Swanson. <laughs> so we got the punch buggy and the Fender Bender. Just get the, Now they should fight. You already had us fight. You keep wanting yeah. us to like fight again. I think you should fight again. We, we need a rematch. We need a rematch because that has to happen. 
We we need to see. We we never got a good picture of you guys fighting in the first place. We need you with the the fists in the we'll air. We'll do it at the rematch. At the rematch. <laughs> we'll do it at the rematch. Oh, so there will be a rematch. Oh. How much money will it cost to have a rematch? So we, we got to know which episode it is so we can buy a kiddie pool and a bunch of Jello. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Did you just have a seizure? No, that was you. Did you not remember that? No. You were like you were like everyone's popping out. I'm just gonna oh, grab you. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. All right, we're wrapping it up. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. On that well, on this note, note it's been episode 34 of the Anonymous Tabletop Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it. Uh, <laughs> that could be questionable, but but we are off for now, and we will see you guys oh, later. Oh. And don't forget Origins. Origins, yes. Origins. Yes, and, talk and, to us about Origins. And rest in peace, Grumpy Cat. Yes, sorry, Grumpy Cat. You will be missed. That's it for this episode of Anonymous Tabletop. We hope it's been as good for you as it was for us. As always, make sure to check out the rest of the podcasts on the Freebooters Network as well as join us on the Anonymous Tabletop Facebook page. Feel free to give us comments, suggestions, or even topics for Tim Sack. You know you want to. All the cool kids are doing it. But until next time, this is Anonymous Tabletop signing off. We should play some Barry White in the background. That's that's Kenny G. I was going to (laughs) say. Keith and Jonathan. um, Panicult. What? Panicult. It's on the the box. Where's your old man eyes? I just, yeah. (laughs) You know who we're interviewing, right? We need five seconds of silence. So before we stop, should we have five seconds of noise? Sure. That's good for some banter. That'll work. Stuff that at the end. (laughs) I'm going to stuff you in the end. Because this show is just like they movies, we're going to open with 45 minutes of introductions. <laughs> All right, first up, the sexiest man at the Renaissance Fair is Thor. G'day, Steve. It's good to be handsome. I'm a god, and I'm from space. Oh, so you're a Scientologist. All right. <laughs> Next, we got Swole Grimace is Thanos. <laughs> yes, I want my big fancy glove. 
Does it make me look pretty? Hey, man, I don't want to bust your bubble, but I saw that thing on QVC. <laughs> All right, next, she a warrior from Wakanda. It's okay, dokie My name is Okoye. It is truly an honor to be here, fighting an epic battle that is the feud of families. Mm, 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 mm. Bald is beautiful. <laughs> Girl, you make a good dog want to break his chain. All right, finally, who we got down there on the end there? Bitch, I'm group. I mean, I feel like you can look at that poster and just know that's wrong. All right, let's go over to the Game of Thrones sides. I gotta be honest, I ain't see the last episode. I mean, I watched it, but I couldn't see it. You know it's dark when you can't even see the white people. All right, first up, Lady Brienne of Tarth. Actually, actually, it's Sir Brienne. I don't know if you saw, but I was recently knighted. Not that I care, but it was like the highest honor of my life. <laughs> I even allowed myself to smile. Isn't she a snack? Oh, damn, who are you? I'm Torment Giant Spain. I killed a giant, crawled into bed with his wife, and drank her milk. She thought I was a baby. <laughs> I like the big girls, too. <laughs> All right, next, we got a thousand-year-old witch, Melisandre. Hello, Steve. This show is dark and full of terrors. You sound like my agent. Are you really a thousand years old? I mean, how come you look so good? Maybe it's magic. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> no, it's definitely magic. You take off that necklace and you turn into an old lady, but I know how it is. I take off this shirt and I just puddle out into a poop emoji. All right. Finally, every family's got that weird brother. This is Bran. Hello, Steve. I have to go now. Somebody got that good weed. 